Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. And he made yeah, well, I, I don't know a guy who's ever left here that has left... On a good note, no matter oh, what. Sure they have. Sure they have. Yeah, like who? Scott Eisenberg. No, Scott Eisenberg. He left on a great note. We were still oh. friends. You know, the chance that you'll be leaving at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, I started to look to the future and say, you know. I'm going to ride my bike do. around the world. And this this trip kind of developed, so. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I had to tell you something. As a career guy. You're, you're at the age 25 is when you should be developing your career. I mean, I don't, I, listen, I'm not going to be so much of a narcissist where I say you have to do everything I did. But it seems to me if you're going to develop a career, to take three years away from your career and to just bicycle. Oh, yeah, you can do without it. Well, you know, that's what people said when Billy left. Yeah. Billy left the show, that was the end of the show. Billy who? Exactly. How come a certain other person is no longer with the show who uh, I just couldn't care less about? When did how, you have your interviews? During how, the day. How, how am I supposed to find a new job? I don't know. Send out smoke signals? See how anybody would leave that job that you have with us. There are two deaths on this day, actually. George Harrison being one, and the career of Scott Einziger, our former <laughs> executive producer of E. Is this his last day? Today is his last day. He's going off to be the producer of a show called The Amazing Race, which is dead fourth in the ratings. It seems like a great career move. Goodbye, old buddy. Oh, Good luck. Dear. Hey, you know what, though? Mel was talking to me about that. He goes... John's a traitor. I go, I go, really? What is that all about? He goes, look. He said, what you did for this guy, there was nobody on the planet. He couldn't pick up the phone and call you beforehand or go to you in the hall. He goes, at least say to you, hey, something's up. Jay Leno's a big con man, rip-off guy. I'm not going to be in. Breaks my heart. Yeah, breaks my heart. If it breaks your heart, you find a way to keep working in it. So uh, we're going to play Win Jackie's Money. Depending on how big the department gets, I do stuff on my own, and I also have a crew that does stuff with me, and I can also hire freelancers, wow. depending on how much business we have. Well, that's a good job. I'm heading up the department. Mm, big shot. Fuck you. Maybe your boss there will leave you. It's sure. bittersweet. I'm very I'm Just sad. Like yeah, how could you leave us? Um, recently, I, I, I've come up with a different approach to how I want to do television for, you know, going forward, for the future and how we distribute it. And so we are going to be shutting down our Howard TV service. Oh. But the good news, that's the bad news. The good news is I have some exciting news to announce about our TV plans. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Fillmore Fingers, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me, as always, is the often imitated, never equaled <laughs> co-host <laughs> Supreme, Sam. Say, Who the fuck's imitating me? <laughs> Happy 2021, everyone. <laughs> Liza Minnelli, not Liza Minnelli, is doing an impression of your impression of her mother. <laughs> so yeah it's happy 2021 guys um we decided we were going to do something a little different something we'd had in the in the down the pike that we were going to do ages ago but again we have so many ideas and a lot of them get not lost in the shuffle but 
put in the little in the shoe litter box and we got to find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we think about this. We know we want to come back to it. It's a toy box of a sort. We put yeah. them away. And now we want to pull this toy out and play with it. So get ready. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to do a series of awful farewells. And I hope you like the Photoshop. I had to throw the um, uh, sound of music. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, Wiggy as little Gretel. Um, but uh, the there's a series of, p- of staff members over the years who have left the Stern Show. And they left under circumstances in which... Uh, they got better gigs or they just wanted to do something different. And either way, he was going to shit on them. So the one we're going to tackle today is Scott Einziger, who was his producer at, uh, when he was at E. Uh, and then the, I believe, uh, he, he was he was replaced by Robin Radzinski in the, at the end of 2001. Artie had just signed on, what, a couple months earlier? Yeah, it was... Um... September. It was, they weren't, they it was weren't, after how September. Were they together after. before. Who? I'm trying um, to think. Artie and Einzinger. Uh, they weren't. He was, Artie wasn't there long because this this particular clip comes from 11:30-2001, so it's okay. November, end of November. So they had they there's a and if around that time, guys, there's clips of them having a farewell party at Scores and all birthday and stuff like that, and um and then and, and even like dinners and um, Howard. <laughs> And, and when we say shitty farewells, it's like he does not, not only does he not wish them well, <laughs> he does. He's like, you're going to fail. This is awful. What a stupid move. You're not going to be with the cutting edge show anymore and all this. And it, now that we've done the NPD shows, we just know that it's, it's just jealousy. It's jealousy. And I, you can't take people leaving him. I mean, I equate it to picture. It's the end of your, you know, junior year. And you're like, Hey, you want to sign my yearbook? And you, somebody signs it, go fuck yourself. Fuck your summer. <laughs> and I hope I don't ever see your fucking face again. Die. Good luck on exams. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he got, and a you're gig. like, what? Yeah. He got a I gig. I thought we were friends. <laughs> he, got, he got a gig with, um, with, uh, the amazing race. And in that particular year, he won the first Emmy for Amazing Race for a, a best best reality show or whatever. I think they had made the um, special, and they made that category especially for reality television. And he he won it, and then they won it for like nine more after that. And he has a bunch of reality gigs under his belt since. But I got in touch with Richie Wilson, and I asked because when we interviewed Richie Wilson, which by the way, everybody, thank you for the positive comments. We we didn't realize we get that positive uh, response from doing the interview, but it was yeah, pretty outstanding. Nice. Um, I asked him what about he, what's he been doing since 2015, if he knows anything, because on the IMDb it stops at 2015, um, but up until then it's loaded with reality television producing and what have you. So this is what Richie said. He did work for the WWE briefly, and then he came back to work for Howard again. So this would have been most likely late nineties. Um, if I can recall, because I, I don't recall him coming back to work for Howard during, after, after he left. So the, unless maybe I'm wrong, but it, there's no listing of WWE in his credits. Uh, after that, he did the MI hot show, which resulted in a lawsuit. We know that then he went to work, work on amazing race and won a few Emmys got divorced. Then everyone pretty much lost contact with him, sort of became a rep, rec, recluse allegedly from what I understand. So that's, uh, there's a couple interviews. There's one on chocolife.com. Uh, becoming an independent film producer, which is, I guess, what he's doing now, as far as we know, if he's still alive. 
And it's a long interview. It's pretty good. I'll, I'll read some clips of it at other time. And then he, there was a lawsuit, uh, that he, he, uh, dropped again. He, he dropped against his, uh, some agent, Michael Camacho, um, a couple weeks before the trial. And it was having to do with, um, uh, this place called relative, relativity, sorry, relativity real. And, uh, he said it was a toxic workplace and he, he, he went, he put a suit like a $10 million suit against these, um, this Camajo guy. And, and then he dropped the lawsuit. Uh, yeah. It says Michael and UTA represented me competently and diligently as my talent agent for many years. As my agent, they always attacked, uh, acted with my best interest in mind. In addition to being a trusted advisor, Michael was a friend. It says, as sometimes happens in a relationship, we had a series of misunderstandings that escalated into regrettable litigation because I'm uncertain whether I would have prevailed. <laughs> and I want to end this dispute. I've decided to drop a little, the lawsuit. I do not That's wish people are, yeah, I do not wish people or UTA any harm and hope to conduct business with them in the future. Really weird. Uh, that sounds, yeah. that the way that's worded, it sounds very, I don't know, like he might've lost it. <laughs> anyway. You know what? That, doesn't that sound like, you know, when you have a, I don't know, like a drunken argument with a somebody and you're just like, you look at your phone and you're like, ah, fuck, did I just say I wanted to sue you? <laughs> It, it does Did seem I like, draft up a lawsuit in my drunken haze? Yeah. An accident? <laughs> yeah. It seems a little like scattered, that whole that whole lawsuit. But who knows? Maybe, you know, he was told by other people, like, do it, do it, man. You'll win. You'll win. Who knows? Yeah. Um, at any rate, so we have no way of contacting Scott that we know of. Although, Gary Puppet did give me his his telephone number ages ago. And I told him. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Puppet found them. I mean, like people have contacts in in the whatever yellow pages, white pages online, and he found them. And he said, "And if you want to use this, I'm like, mm, this seems a little creepy." Oh, of course, if it has Gary Puppet's name on it, it's the king of creep. But I don't mind it. I mean, I just think it's hysterical. What was the one where he was texting? Um, <laughs> who's that girl? That was <laughs> Who, Howard. Who, no, who Howard's, uh, he, she's obsessed with Howard and she had the cancer and had her, uh, the mastectomy and, uh, Gary Puppet Bar thinks she's super hot. Yeah. Jillian Barbary. He was texting Beth. Yeah. <laughs> he had a burner phone and he texted Beth <laughs> as yeah, Jillian Barbary. <laughs> and when he sent me the tweet, I fucking cried laughing for five minutes because, uh, the exchange goes something like, hi, Beth. It's hi, Beth. Um, uh, would you, I'm, I'm in town for, you know, uh, the, for the weekend. Would you like to get together for lunch or dinner? And then, um, Beth responds and it's a real, Beth's real number. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, who is this? <laughs> it's <still> Jillian. <laughs> she goes, Jillian. <laughs> it's said, <in> Barbary. Hi. <laughs> and then I she mean... goes, uh, oh, that sounds great. Let me know. Whatever. <laughs> and I go, this is a Holy little Gary. too much. Only Gary Puppet. <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind me telling you this one, but I, I'm pretty sure he won't mind too much because oh, uh, it's so great. He, he's lost so many accounts. He's he's made so many Twitter accounts. <laughs> I know. I swear to God, he's like Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie where he's like a million identity con artist. Oh, perfect, just perfect. And me, and he's recently, and always his photoshops are outstanding. So can't give him any enough praise for that. But anyway. Um, 
So Scott Einziger left to go to the, do the amazing race. And at that time I looked at the numbers, they were still getting about 10 million viewers in 2001 and it, it plateaued a little bit, maybe 11 million, but on average 10 million. And I think it's still on. I don't know if it's still on, but I know that Howard was so wrong with saying that it wasn't going to be successful. I mean, they panned this like it was going to be, you know, son of a beach. But <laughs> <laughs> and so <Whoops>. he, he <laughs> anyway, he wanted he, he just basically wanted to be um, he wanted to be a producer. And that's what he ended up being. Like he started financing independent films as well. So that might be what he's still doing now. And I, I wish him well. If Scott, anybody knows Scott or anybody knows him, it listens to this. Um, or if he does, please reach out, Scott. We'd love to interview you. you. Not even about the lawsuit, which you might not be able to talk about, but, uh, the stuff you've been in, in just in terms of the business, because I thought I would find that fascinating just on a, yeah. you know, um, human interest. I love showbiz talk. Yes, totally. So, and he's got, like I said, that interview on chocolife.com is, uh, becoming an independent film producer. Uh, that's, it's really fascinating. It's a really good read, even though the transcribing is shit, but you know, welcome to 2021 <laughs> journalism. Mm -hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so we're ready to go. Yes. Okay. Let's give it a shot. There are two deaths on this day, actually. George Harrison being one and the career of Scott Einziger, our former executive <laughs> producer. Me. Is this his last day? Today's his last day. He's going off to be the producer of a show called The Amazing Race, which is dead fourth in the ratings. <laughs> you never say dead fourth. <laughs> dead last makes sense. Dead fourth? No. And fourth in the ratings? If you're in the top ten, that's amazing. How do you spin that into a failure? The wonderful comebacks of Howard Stern on the fly. On the fly Stern is the fucking worst man this show is dead second in the ratings <laughs> <laughs> i know you know what like i was thinking about that y you know if you even like were on trl and a top 10 countdown your video right. was considered a fucking success you're well, number yeah. four on a tv show in national ratings and do you know how many fucking television shows there are it's not like it's 1950 no there's hundreds no. Like you'd be, you, as if you were an art, if you're a record artist, if you're a recording Alvin. artist and you had nothing but number two albums your entire life, I think you'd take it. <laughs> uh, nothing but number two. <laughs> Dead two. <laughs> you think Boy George and Culture Club, when they were held off, the, the number one by uh, Michael Jackson went, fuck, we only sold eight million copies. <laughs> <laughs> Howard was right. We never should have recorded anything. We should have stayed here with this diminished production values and shit pay and hoping to uh, going to a, going down to a soup kitchen and hoping for handouts. What a nice way to end his Scott's run on the show, by the way. That's a good way. Well, the other thing is, that according to what I read, and like I have all the audio and I've listened to it, they were actually, they would hang out. Uh, and, yeah. and according to Richie, after they both got divorced around the same time, um, the first time, I guess Scott's been since divorced when he, he got married again with, um, I forget her name, but, um, the, um, uh, they hung out, like they had like a social life. They were drinking, they were carousing together, whatever. And then this is him leaving to get a better gig. So mm. he's really losing one of his girlfriends. <laughs> I know. I mean, too bad he couldn't get invited to like the Ralph Casey transvestite porn jerk off time that right. they had. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to miss I'm the sorry, Scott, you're missing out. He's going to miss the magician New Year's Eve party. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, let's, that was a hoot. 
<laughs> Everybody, could, midnight, get the fuck out. I couldn't believe that. Michael Merlin, Rapp- go home. I couldn't believe that Michael Rappaport dropped that. And then it was like literally 15, 20 years after he'd been with Allison, they hired a magician for their party when they were leaving Washington. You know what? Beth was doing magic tricks all night. She put some coke down and it disappeared. Well, she was definitely doing tricks. That's for sure. <laughs> So here we go, guys. Anything to mock Beth at any chance. Why not? (laughs) May as well swing at the beach ball first. (laughs) It seems like a great career move. Goodbye, old buddy. Good luck. Robin Rosinski is taking his place. Is this my send-off? Yeah, you know, I know you get mad at me when I say this, and I don't understand why. I'm not mad. I know there's an an on-air Howard and an off-air Howard, and the off-air Howard has been very... Has lied to your... Well, maybe, (laughs) but I'm going (laughs) to... <laughs> Robin in her Robin in her um narcissism it just does have these grains of truth sometimes that are so fucking hilarious. Well she blurts stuff out. She has no filter when it comes to some of these things in the in the on the fly. Yes. Yeah. The honor Howard is the real Howard. Oh, I do too. <laughs> I think you should have learned that by now yeah. after all these but, years. But but it, I wish you the best, buddy. Okay, I think you will make Amazing Race great. Okay. I it's, already, that, it's already a great show. I know that a lot of people aren't interested in it, but I think once you get <laughs> seen full time, everything's going to change, and buying a house in L.A. makes a lot of sense. Didn't buy <laughs> I mean, what? The, it's just such an asshole thing to say. I yes, mean, it is. not only is that extremely personal, could you imagine if somebody went up to him, hey, you know what? Buying a $50 million palatial mansion for you and that horse you married, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost, you're right. He's, like, almost, he's almost giving the, the zip code. <laughs> right. Being neighbors with Jeffrey Epstein, good idea. <laughs> The helipad is a brilliant touch, brilliant stroke, genius. <laughs> well, anyway, so and, and so it's uh, so he moved to L.A. and so did Stuttering John, of course, when he when he did the um, uh, when he when he did the Tonight when he went to the Tonight Show and got a uh, there was a clip of already visiting him in L.A. The, the John Stuttering John's house overlooking the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And wow, you could tell well, that's they were... a long fall. It now is a long fall. Cockroach infested <laughs> apartment <laughs> with linoleum. <laughs> that Star Wars, that Star Wars five hundred dollars Star Wars poster is both prominently in the back there that he bragged about for years. My house rented. This sounds like the off-air Howard, which is the fake Howard. <laughs> no, I know you rented a house. I think that's a great move. Uh, no, moving... You got to live somewhere. What is he going to do? Yeah, well... And once you work on a network show, I believe all the other network shows will want you. Okay. I think your your thinking is really sound. I hope you start taking a meeting immediately after you get there. Thank you. This has got to be. Is the... go ahead. What a condescending prick! You're you're thinking Howard is really sound. You were given how many chances for a network show, and what did you do? <laughs> you put you put fucking crates on a stage and a king a uh, king tuts chair. And, you know, dressed up in leather and acted like an asshole and grilled Joe Piscopo with some floozy dancers on stage. And that's a brilliant <laughs> opening. You're, you're, you're thinking sound too, Howard. I will say I, at one point I, also, I felt the same way when, when around that time I also thought that <clears throat> reality television had a very short shelf life. I really didn't think it would last because, 
you know, fads do like, especially on TV, certain fads do come and go, but apparently it really did strike a chord with people because they're still around shitloads of them. See, this is the funny thing about thinking you obviously, we have a age gap. So I think my dad thought more towards your leaning and because mm. when you're a teenager or like a young teen during this time, when reality shows came out, just like every fad, you think it's going to be there forever. It's just a part of your zeitgeist. And you think that now this is what TV is going to be like. I never yeah. thought it was going to go away. I always really? thought, okay, so this is just the new thing. This mm -hmm. is just the next thing. But a lot of people thought like you, like, what is this? This is just going to go away. Well, I didn't think, I didn't think reality television would go away. I just thought it would get to a saturation level where they'd go back down to having one or two. Because I remember, um, well, for example, who wants to marry, oh, sorry, not who wants to marry a millionaire. Um, um, what's the one who wants to be a millionaire? The Regis show. Yeah, I like that they, show. They went to like four to five days a week and they, oh, it was overkill. People saw it, too much of it. And, uh, eventually it did go off the, I mean, around the world, it had all kinds of incarnations. So it, you know, they're not, they're, I'm sure they're not in the poor house, but, um, the, I thought survivor, for example, would have a shelf life. No, it's still there. And that, that's uh, to a testament to the producers because they managed to keep it fresh enough to people for people to watch 20 years later. It's pretty amazing. I dipped off after like five seasons, but I yeah. did, I was a huge fan of that in American Idol for like three seasons mm -hmm. and those were like and, the original like yes. sort of reality yeah like the big three absolutely and then the, the 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 cooking shows of course became sort of you know second tier but big in their own way like hell's kitchen i used to love watching hell's kitchen because it was such a put on but then kitchen nightmares with ramsey i love that one even more Let's keep going. The biggest bonehead move of all time. <laughs> it's a flashback Before to two Thursdays ago. realize what's going on, you better find yourself another job. People say to me, what's with Scott Levin? I go, it's the biggest bonehead move. Bigger than Jack. Hold on. Isn't that people, we know that we know how it speak now. People say, really is, I say. <laughs> yeah, these are the same people that are begging Beth to do TV spots. Or, or, or pose for Playboy. Are, Playboy. Yeah. These are the same people who are asking him to host game shows. Yeah. People. people. I have a friend. I have a friend who dot Lots dot of dot. Trans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh -oh. Stop. Stop. <laughs> How can it be bigger than that? Well, Thank what's you, he Robin. doing? He's going on a show that nobody likes. Yeah, at least he has another job. Well, that's oh, true. A lot of people like the show. Where? <laughs> oh, in England. Wow. Howard, you've never even seen the show. No, the Amazing Race. I heard it's good, but it's like nobody cares. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, Robin. All of a sudden, then she just turns everything. I was liking her, and then it takes two seconds for her to go from somewhat likable to immediate cunt. It's yeah. like she is so brutal. Well, uh, who? <laughs> well, how about you get a job on another show, Robin? Oh, wait. I have a question for you regarding this. We know, okay, she's she's firmly lounged in a, lodge, a lawn chair and, and how it's an asshole. So we, that's not surprising. But do you think it's she's afraid um, he's gonna go? He's gonna give her shit because she didn't like double down with him, or you think it's just by rote it's nature? Oh, Howard's against someone. I gotta be against them too. That it's she's obviously so used to being the trained, uh, you know, dog for him. In trained a sense. flying monkey. Yeah, for sure. 
But then also, I think it's fear. Like, Robin, I think, tried over all this time to get away from him, like, at some point, like, a book or a Mm -hmm. talk show or whatever. And she realizes, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not going to be anything without him. So so. I better just get in line and start screaming at people. Right. Because the way Stuttering John explained it in his book, and again, guys, I, 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 I hate dropping stuff like that and then not doing a full coverage of the thing because his book really does deserve a little bit of discussion, which we'll do when we do just about everything else uh, that we have planned. He says, uh, Robin told him flat out before he left, look, you got to do what you got to do. He won't meet with you. So it's your business. You know, he, you've tried, you've, he, he wouldn't do it. And then when he went on the air for that last day, she's like, I can't believe he's leaving a cutting edge show to go with Jay Leno. Meanwhile, yeah. she's in the jail. She went on the Tonight Show and said, "I'd love to be your co-host." <laughs> I know. Do you th- do you think Scott Einzinger, like you know how he's saying this on air and he's saying, you know, people are telling me what a bonehead move. Do you think Howard at all approached the subject with him personally as a friend, or do you think this is just he's held it all in and now it's his last day and it's time to shit on Scott? The latter. Okay. The latter. He's. He's really upset with him. He the whole time they've been going out for dinners, you know, going out to Nobu for free fucking fish and whatever else. They've been he just get like, eh, man, you know, I'm really happy for you or whatever. Totally bottling it all up and waiting in for that last day because he's now in studio. Now he can shit on him and he's got all of his minions helping him out. And Artie's not you notice Artie, you never hear him, almost never hear him because it's early on in his tenure. Like I he's do not, notice that. He's not going to say anything. And also, Artie's listening to him going, I, you know, I got a network. I was on a network show where I got 35000 a fucking episode. And, and for, you know, way less work. I, I know what I left. So I'm not going to fucking shit on his gig. There's just no way. And he knows Scott's going to be making way more fucking money where he's going. And eventually, Artie wants more money too, which unfortunately he'll never get. So the way, the way uh, Artie explained it a long time ago, said, he said this was a base salary when he got there. So I'm thinking he made literally 300 a year at the Stern Show, 300 if that. And so he was making way less than he was making on TV for sure. And um, when they went to Sirius, we did the, I did the number crunching. He probably made double that because there's, there's hints. He does, he, over the years, he had talked about how much they're making from this or that and how he said, I tripled my income. You start adding up numbers that they throw out there, you can figure out pretty much roughly what they're making. And they're all underpaid. Oh, 100%. When they were making, when they were doing like ratings, when they were still on terrestrial radio and he, he was making all these fucking millions, they were seriously underpaid, especially Bowie. Uh, well, not really Bowie. <laughs> not for the amount of talent he had. But anyway, let's keep going. People I care. tried to People watch care. one. I did. I said, all right, another reality show. I taped it. I couldn't sit through the try, first try, episode. Try next Wednesday at 9 o'clock. We'll all try. CBS. We're all pulling for you, buddy. Thanks. You could say that for the next 10 hours. There's no one who's going to tune in. What are you going to do when it fails? Honestly, do you have a contingency plan? I'm confident in my abilities. I'll get another gig. To do what? Good for you. And he did. He did. He was on The Amazing Race for one season. Then he went on and did other things. And uh, he, it's it, look on look at his uh, IMDb, and I'm sure he got paid handsomely for being a producer or executive producer or creator. Yeah. So when people are, you know, Howard gets upset about this New York Post article about him being a miser, a shitty boss. Here you go, guys. There's yep. just hours of this 
He's a terrible person. He really is. And this is like, you guys want to say, well, this is just him goofing, but the goof should last about like one or two jibes. It shouldn't take 20 minutes of go fuck yourself. You're, you're a failure. This is going to be a horrible failure. And then talking about what you don't know about when the show's clearly a hit, it's a hit in terms of 2001 ratings. I mean, it's not a hit compared to, I don't know, cheers, but the, the landscape changed and 10 million is a hit in 2001. It doesn't even I mean, get you in the top 20 back in, you know, in the eighties, but that's, you know, different, different time. No kidding. Like even if you were say a streaming service and you're in the top 10, that's a yes. big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked, I looked up our, our numbers, for example, for the podcast and apparently according to them, according to the numbers listed by a few sites, we are in the top 5% of podcasts. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I just wonder what, <laughs> I just would love to know what the bottom 10% <laughs> listeners. Uh, I know are. what they must sound like. <laughs> no, I'm sure there are other shows out there. He can substitute teach. What do you think you're going to do, though? You don't write shows. I'm a reality producer. It's reality it's a, TV. A reality well, producer? I produce reality. You have one reality show, Amazing Race. No, what I'm saying is I'll, that's, I'll do another This is rea- a talk I'll show. I'll do another reality show. Oh, and you have to write one. You have to invent one. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the nonsense. Go ahead. And do you know what, how hard it was, from what we heard from Richie Wilson, how hard it was to cover this reality show known as the Stern Show? Because you mm-hmm. had his fucking ass picking his teeth, picking his nose, his eyes darting back and forth like, you know, a fucking, like ping pong balls, like boop, 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 boop. He just, he had to, Scott Einzinger, he does have talent. He's been doing this for a long time. And so now he's doing the amazing race. Why do you got to shit on that? I don't get it. I'm going to read his from the article. Wouldn't that, that, wouldn't that make him bad at his own job if Howard's shitting on him like this now? I mean, then yes. why'd you hire the guy and have him on for all these years if he well, was such a talentless piece of shit? Well, same with stuttering John later on when he said when he went on Corolla's show and he shit on um, he shit on uh, Howard and he said he stuttered. That's all he did. Well, then why were you so fucking upset when he left? Why were you treating him like shit? Why were you allowing people to, 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 to pile on him because you knew that's what you wanted because you were jealous? You, you can't have it both ways. You, he's valuable, no. you pay him accordingly, or he's not, and you discard him. You can't, you know. He was your yeah. boss until it was raised time. It's like, oh, I don't, I, I don't pay you. I'm not paying you. And then all of a sudden, hey, look, you, I'm the one who's responsible for you getting money. He wanted to be responsible for the person having the job, but not being responsible for their salary. Bullshit. Right. Yeah. So this is from this article I just mentioned before. Um, I'll read this uh, Scott Einziger part. He said um, uh, the CBS was looking for someone to help produce the show. He's like, I have a job. I'm responsible for running Howard's show. My agent at that time, his response was, you know, this is about your future. I don't specifically remember how I convinced my boss at E or Howard that I was going to stay in Los Angeles, but I do recall that I was pretty transparent about my desire to move to Los Angeles. I don't think it was a huge surprise. I literally moved into Oakwood Apartments at Marina Del Rey and in Marina Del Rey and lived in an edit bay for a month, I think. My assignment was to cut episode 12, season one, of the amazing race. That was my test basic based upon the quality of the first cut, meaning how many notes I was going to get from CBS and Gen. this is the guy's name. Um, the, who, uh, again, uh, Maynard, I guess he was the, uh, the, the big wig would determine if I would get the job. I got the job. It was bittersweet leaving Howard, but I ended up on a big production. You know, Jerry Bruckheimer's name was attached and I was in it. 
So, G- Jerry, right. Bro- think about it. <laughs> I, I mean, right. Could you imagine, like, um, Artie saying, I'm going to go work on a Francis Ford Coppola movie, and right. Howard's shitting on it. I mean, that's the extent of, if that's what you want to do in your professional career, is reality television and produce it, and you get that job, mm-hmm. how how could he shit on this? Jealousy. Just jealousy, and, like, you're leaving me for a better gig. That's it. Like, uh, we talked about it many times. You can't, well, if you can't, if you can't feel pride that someone went upwards and onwards beyond your show because maybe of the experience they got there if you can't feel any kind of pride then you're essentially a hateful person at, at your core where are you gonna get you it? have one that's no not i'm are you going to work right for someone race are you fixing amazing no no race. i'm focusing right now on amazing race i'm not thinking and then it. after that it's canceled you're gonna go focus on another are show i don't know we'll see what happens <laughs> i'm not i'm not really looking that far down the line i'm looking you know well you must be rich you must be independently wealthy. What What the fuck? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do you have to be independently wealthy to go get a better job? Because of the security you need from being independently wealthy that you'll never starve when your job fails? That's the logic? I, I mean, didn't this asshole go to, like, Detroit, to New York? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what feel- I'm saying? How did you know, Howard, that you were going to succeed when you were going from station to station? It's like anything else in life. He's such an idiot. <laughs> well, like, I understand shitting on something that's silly, like the video caddy that Scott DePace was talking about. I love that clip when they were just mocking oh, him. Oh, me at- too. <laughs> or, um, what was, or, you know, Gary Sells, his collection. And, uh, you know, when the, the time he said Bustier. Bootsy- uh, yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> oh my god, I love when they were doing Gary's MTV video that uh, is so fucking hilarious and deserves to be mocked. But this, hi, I need I want a better paying job in a field that I actually care about. Mom <laughs> You have to be independently wealthy to get a better job. Okay. Makes perfect sense. It's got a lot of shit. After he fixes what's he gonna fix next? What show are you gonna do? I don't know. What What are you going to do? What are you going to do next? I'm set. Okay. What are you going to do? You're getting married? You want to have kids? Yeah. So you I'm, had another four years I'm, locked on this. Gonna be, there's going to be other shows. I'm confident. What other show will there be? I'm sure the television business or, or if I what come do up you with do? some brilliant idea. You don't do- Did you just hear what he said? We got another four years locked on this, which was the, it takes him to the end of 2005 is what he's talking about. But he's like... Why are you leaving us? That's essentially what that he just admitted. I like how he's like, what other shows are there going to be? It's the sh- it's show business. Have you heard of pilot season? There's a million <laughs> fucking shows that get come on and off television. Yes. Every year. What mm-hmm. is he talking about? He acts like it's this, you know, gridlock of shows that are only certain positions. It is right. the most ever changing um yeah landscape of people and employees ever Mm -hmm. in show business and Mm -hmm. howard's like what are you gonna do (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) well it actually shows more like obviously it's just him being a jealous cunt but and but it it really is him showing his iq as well because he doesn't know (laughs) about the business he we know this he's failed more tv projects than i don't know like uh what's his name that john crier who did you know two and a half men before he got two and a half men he must have been on i don't know 20 failed shows he was the patron saint of failed tv shows before he got lucky 
and uh, right. and made his millions. So it's a crapshoot. Hee Haw was the one way back when that everybody said this is going to tank, and it was a huge hit. Um, I I I, yeah. I know it's just like, but it, the logic is so faulty and makes absolutely no sense. He's mm-hmm. a fucking buffoon. Mm-hmm. And I love how Scott Einzinger turns it around and says, what are you going to do? Yes, absolutely. And because the other thing is, he answers, knows. Yeah. He, he, literally, if you had a thought bubble, it would be a milk carton spilled over in Howard's head and just pouring out on the floor. He's got nothing. Well, this is the other thing that made me laugh because Scott Einzinger addresses it in this uh, uh, Life interview, whatever, on dot .com. Um, he... Uh, he said, "I had the we had the number one rated show at E, but that's kind of like when you have three shows on E and you're the top rated show. It's not really, you know, and you're not on every net. Like E was not that huge at that time, right. at any time, really. It was, you know, if there was the big the big three back in the day, E would not have been anywhere in spitting distance of them, just in terms of syndication, like in terms of uh, national exposure, because no, not everybody idea- not everybody covered E." I know, like, so when Howard was big on E, mm-hmm. like you said, it was the only real mainstay on the show. There wasn't that much. No. The, it wasn't really anything. And no. then the other part, Joan Rivers really made E, in my uh, eyes. You mean her daytime talk show? Her sh- No, her um, E fashion police oh, and okay. all of her red carpet coverage, to me, that was more important than Howard's show. I mean, Howard's show was part of that landscape and building the channel for sure. But yeah. Joan Rivers took that to the next level then. Well, at any rate, he the, his show went through so many incarnations. It was you, it's, it's hard to argue that he really was that you know crucial to any of them. But I mean, I mean I'm sure he had some value to them. But, uh, like, this guy's going to C-B-fucking-S, not E. Jerry so, Bruckheimer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's going to a fucking, I don't know, independent, like a German film, <laughs> German film star. Sorry, German film director. Like, Why are you what? talking about Beth's career? <laughs> we'd, we'd like to hire you. Okay. <laughs> can you do some editing for us? Yeah. Can you can you wear a push-up bra and suck on this blow pop? Somebody's gonna curl your hair and put some eyelashes on you, sweetie. <laughs> Guys, if you saw that picture, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And her yeah. face could not look any more horsey like. Anything different than I could do? What do you sit and watch videotape and edit it? You're making a mistake. Okay. If I tell you it's a mistake, it's a mistake. I, I, George Harris. And I, I, John, I, am I right? Um, oh, I know you could do the Diary of Pink. How? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> is he walking away from a lot of money here? See, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't know. So yes, yes, he. Is. Howard's quick to say yes, but he knows he's not making that much fucking money there. And John's not asking that because he thinks the answer is yes. Right. <laughs> Yes. So, so this is so, like another Jackie. You think this is a lateral move? Is he going to the same money, or is he Dude, taking a pay please, cut? You, no, I think he's going to do fine on Amazing Race, but it's no, going to no, last no. a year. Is he taking a pay cut. I would never make that kind of business decision. And, and um, we're talking about cable versus no, network. Right? I, don't, I mean, you, I don't have to like walk people through that comment. Yeah. There you are. Bing. CBS versus E. Are you kidding me right now? The fact that anyone's even debating that his salary is going to be. Now, the cost of living in New York and L.A. is pretty similar. I even say back then at the time you can find an apartment in L.A. probably cheaper than New York. Probably. Well, New York's one of the worst real estate bubbles on the planet. I mean, there's just no there's no there's no contesting it. But um, 
The... Good luck getting rid of your apartments now, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. He's, he, no he, with all his combined functions here, no, he's not making more money there. All right. Sorry, that was my that was my drink, guys. I had to almost I almost did a spit take with his combined <laughs> functions. You mean between the janitor job and between the editing job and between the uh, you know craft services, <laughs> he's probably making above poverty. <laughs> I almost choked on my own air. <laughs> like you know, I was like, <laughs> like he's gonna what? get a he's gonna get a dedicated gig because well this is the thing right here uh, he's on the air this is just the radio show he's not getting paid to be on the fucking radio show <laughs> that's the no. thing and he's gonna create this 20 minutes help to create 20 minutes of content but not get any money for it he's not gonna get any kind of <laughs> plug or something he's not even gonna yeah. well, they did they did get an amazing race plug if he would have stayed out, he could have made masterpieces like Son of a Beach and uh, yeah. Guess what's you know, in my the pouch? Last days of Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> or was it inside the porn actor studio? You know what's so weird too is like during that time period, which good thing he missed it. He could have been walking around with an armband with a fist, like like Nazis. <laughs> the weirdest. All of those, all of them on the show were walking around like like. <sighs> Nazis with these trench coats and armbands. It was the weirdest thing I've ever trench, seen. Trench coat pink mafia. Yeah. yeah. Right. Really? I'm not going to get into the money. Really? I laugh at that comment. Okay, whatever. Between the CBS show that you were making. There's no CBS. Okay, there's no CBS show now, but between the CBS show and E, where were you still making good, more money? It's still a good business decision. Okay, where were you making more money? It's still a good business. Oh, because he thinks he owns the Amazing Race. The Amazing Race is going no, off here's the air. Here's a guarantee. The Amazing Race is another year. You... Okay, oh, so that's, they... that's helpful and kind. <laughs> well, again, so so yeah, Scott was there 10 years at the Stern Show. And um, he talks about it in the same article about how difficult it was for the because of, of the hours. And that so much of the show was not visual. And Howard had to make certain aspects of it visual for the for the purposes of the tv show but it was so difficult because they had to stock up footage for for days when there was nothing nobody coming in studio and there were no strippers and no you know mom and daughter it's just wrong shit or you know so um now it's like the, he doesn't have to fly by the seat of his pants at a fucking reality show it's a defined format defined show you it's it's mostly just editing you but you'll have tons of footage you're not going to be short of footage on the amazing race so it's an easier gig, and you don't have to wake up at 5 in the morning. It's an easier gig. It's a more professional atmosphere, and your tasks are defined. Like, unlike the Howard Stern show, where it's like, um, I didn't know I was supposed to be in charge of cleaning up your toothpicks after a <laughs> taping. You know what I mean? It's just, also, like you said, this job in... If he if they didn't have those, you know, circus like people on like, I don't know, the whack pack and strippers and whatever yep. sideshow going on and say Robin wasn't there or say Robin didn't want to be shot so much that day. They had no cutaway shot. So they had to figure out what the fuck are we going to do? What are we mm -hmm. shooting? Mm -hmm. And now they have, he has this amazing opportunity and Howard somehow is thinking this is better shooting me, picking my teeth and nose yeah. and shaky eyes. Okay. <laughs> trying to get, yeah. Trying to get rid of the crazy eyes shots. Fuck. Yeah. And incidentally, I just used, um, the, for the Robin Williams thing that will have just come out by the time you guys hear this, 
on our um, on our YouTube channel. The um, th- the Crazy Eyes clip. There's a clip that where he's interviewed for the Howard Stern comes again, and he's talking about the you know Robin Williams situation. Oh, I was about to write him a note and all this shit, mm-hmm. and the crazy out of control. That's 2019. That never changed. Like he was always still like eyes going all over the place. Yeah, it's a it's a very uh, odd. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's a. Kind I don't of, know. I, is it? Is it? Um, it happens around. so often. Like, does he have any control of that, or are they just? I, I wish I knew if it was something like lying triggers it, or if it's something that just happens naturally. I looked it up ages ago for bo- looking at so studying body language, right? And they said it basically the person's looking for an escape; they're looking for a way out. But I'm thinking, are they <laughs> for a way out of a lie, <laughs> a way out of a closet. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. But I mean, if you if you had to edit those crazy eyes, if you had to follow those eyes, you'd be cross-eyed yourself. <laughs> I mean, seriously, at this point, it's like Paul Lynn still pretending to be straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, I talked to Scott about 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 his money. If if the show gets picked up a few more times, you'll make a lot more money. Yeah, of sure. course. Is, but is anyone going would. to? No. Anyone would. I, I mean, Scott. I, l- listen, everyone's got to do what, what they got to do. But you realize that well, the reality, you know, TV is like you know, like dying here, yeah, right? Well, you guys, you know. Thank you, stuttering, stuttering Nosferat, Study, stuttering Nostradamus. <laughs> Oh, great. How about we hand him another 40-pack of Molson Canadian? Fuck you. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? He's, he, he, he he's killed for Budweiser Molson guy. Canadian. He's a, he's a Coors guy. Budweiser guy, yeah. Oh, Coors, okay. Or sorry, Amstel. Amstel. Oh, Jesus Christ. I remember he said, I don't, I goes, he goes, oh, I'll never drink that fucking Heineken shit. I'm an Amstel guy. Meanwhile, Heineken owns Amstel. You know what I thought about with Stuttering John when I watch all of his podcasts and all the beers that he downs? Sure. Every day is the Bill's home opener for Stuttering John. (laughs) I mean, he literally drinks every day is the Bill's home opener. That's like the one day where I really drink beer. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, picture every day is that. Yeah. (laughs) It's awful. Every day is beer day. Now he's a reality TV producer. They just started the reality TV genre a couple of years ago, yeah. three years ago. So, and they, so what do you, how did you become a reality TV producer? Your show, I've been doing it for you for eight years. My show's a talk show. It's so re- different than the Tonight <laughs> Show. That's not reality TV. <laughs> it's so different than the Tonight Show. I knew Sam would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> What reality is there? Which, there's, there's behind the scene moments. This is, this is not uh, scripted. It's reality. Uh, we all, hey, we all race around the world. <laughs> wow. I know. <laughs> That's reality right there. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's been my job for eight years, making sure Scott's face captures that beauty on camera. You can't win. <laughs> so Scott feels. <laughs> Meanwhile, they've had to go to an they've had to go to an eye specialist to realign their retinas, trying to get off that fucking crazy eye train. <laughs> do you think, hey guys? Do you think Howard's trying to signal for to us that something's wrong on the left and the right and the left and the right? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're Help cute. Me, I'm gay. Exactly. It's like the the end of the fly, the original fly. 
Help me. Help I love, me. I, I hate the remake. I love the original. Fly. Oh, the original's fantastic. Love it. Yeah, it really is. Un- it, you can't remake that. You cannot remake that. It's so no, good. It is, really. Sorry for that. Tangent. <laughs> That's all right, guys. We'll get into the uh, Christopher Lee Dracula films next. Like he's grown here as much as he can grow. He's a ceiling. There's no ceiling to hit. It's not too late, right? No, to guarantee, oh, it's too late. Robin Rodzinski is the yeah, person yeah. replacing him. He's replaced. And I'm very happy for her. She's going to do a great job. Not only is she going to do a great job, she's she already told me, a better job she's told me some ideas of hers. I wish that we could have instituted these a while a new, ago. A new energy. So this is that devaluement that Bob D talks about so often on um, our NPD shows. And that, thank you, Bob, once again, for kind of opening our eyes to that. We, we, could, we could suss that out without the terms. We don't we'd know what to call it, but... It's got to be that whole thing that discard, devalue, devalue, <laughs> pardon me, discard, devaluement because that person is no longer of use to us. So we right. must, we must, you know, diminish whatever they're, whatever they're about to do and what they've done. Yep. You know what this reminds me of? Say you're, say you're like uh, really good at math or something. And so you just say, I'm going to go, I'm going to be in the honors math class. And like I said, in the yearbook, you're like, fuck you for going to honors math, you piece of shit. I hope yeah. you fail. And mm-hmm. you're worthless. We're not friends anymore. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you like me to stay in the dumb math class with you when I could be in the honors and get a scholarship to an Ivy League school? I don't know. Yep. This is it's just insane to me that he's that he is doing this NPD thing and you know I, like you said we didn't have a word for it we didn't know what this was but he is no. devaluing and discarding him right now mhm and this is his farewell <laughs> so i'm okay. glad, glad we let off with this one because Bye. there are a couple of a couple other ones that are pretty bad as well so this is like i said a first in the series to the yeah, show. Right. Actually, I'm doing you a, a favor job. by leaving. In a sense, you are, yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, it, I have no problem with you leaving. I don't know why you think I do. Maybe Robin will... I've just been trashing you and you're leaving for five minutes, so I don't know why you think I have I'm a confused. problem. I'm confused. Why do you think I don't want you to do well? <laughs> There's a dartboard with Amazing Race and Scott's face on it on the back of the board right now. <laughs> when Scott leaves, he'll see all these darts on his eyes. <laughs> why don't you think I like you? <laughs> Come up with something for you to do when this fails. Okay. You can work for Robin. I don't care. <laughs> well, you know, Ganji's very happy because only 100 more people have to leave and he can be producer. <laughs> this is a hard out for me. <laughs> FYI. You know what? You know, Scott's got to get, you know, used to new terms. Like, instead of short list and, you know, vis a vis, he's got to, like, think about unemployment checks. FYI, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, Sam? By the way, this is the professionalism of the Stern show and how you move up. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows what their roles are. Nobody knows when and how there's promotions available. If they're available, when you can move up, what's the opportunity? It is such vagary and horseshit. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And the idea that... um, So unprofessional. Yeah, they all, they just, they want you all to be miserable. They want you to be unsuccessful. They want you to be less successful than them. It really is like... um, God, don't, don't you dare leave the neighborhood. We want you in here. You better not fucking move on up, Mr. Jefferson. See, now I don't mind if it's unprofessional when it comes to things like the creative aspect, like Richie was talking about, Richie Wilson, uh, during the interview with, with the writing and the process and the ideas flowing. See, I think that's good. But when it comes to things like your future, money, um, positions, titles, 
that stuff matters. And if you do yeah. want to be able to move somewhere and up the ladder, you have to know that there's room to grow. Obviously, you don't know that in the Stern Show because they want you making as least, they want to pay you as least, uh, as you little. know, little money as you can. And they want you for as many hours as you can. And mm-hmm. they want to give you no hope that yep. you're ever going to do any better. And they demand your non-union so you don't have a fucking recourse. You cannot, right. exactly. you don't have a sick day. You don't have uh, you know, like you, <laughs> Tim Sabian, sorry, yeah, sorry, your parents are dying or your father's dying or whatever. Fuck you, you know, right. out. It's, it, thinking back on this now, I didn't even know this at the time. Obviously, I thought this goodbye was horrible yeah. for Scott. But now think about this. He probably wasn't union. Yes. They didn't know every contract if they would even have a fucking gig because right. he told them the day of. Yes. And they live in New York City. Right. <laughs> right. So, of like, course, you should leave. Go to CBS. You have four well, year contract with the amazing race. Right. And the way to work for Stern was to be independently wealthy. So, you didn't have to depend on his fucking six shekels to get you through the storm. And then also not knowing, yeah, like you said, the indecisiveness, like uh, what, what kind of stress would that play on your mind and then physically hurt you by being that stressed, not knowing what you were going to do the next fucking whatever many years. I mean, that's beyond being unprofessional. It's just a shithead move. I can't, no wonder why so many of them waited so long to have families because that stress, if you had a kid and that was what was happening, that stress oh, would kill you. Like, I was getting stressed out hearing that. Yeah, of course. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. So, so in this case, the guy's making a vertical move. And, and you know, uh, anyway, just it's just like Stuttering John. The, the Stuttering John one is worse because he literally went and he admitted he was getting 500000 a, a year compared to eighty five. You oh, know, and doing yeah. way what more a traitor. Yeah. He has three kids, a yeah. wife. Yeah, in in having to like go on the road all the time. Now you can just fucking lay back in California, not fucking cold and dank New York, whatever, just all the bullshit and all the crime. Go over to LA, you can just schmooze with whoever, and it's a cush gig. Like he ended up having a cush gig and we'll go more into the, the ins and outs of why John got hired and who hired him, uh, later on guys with another episode, because it is funny. Howard was completely misinformed by what, how they, how he was hired. And, uh, I won't, I won't reveal that, but I've got the, uh, I've got some Intel that's really, it's pertinent to that. So anyway, that's another time. I want to thank you for everything. You've been an excellent boss. I want to thank you for everything. I love working with you. Yeah. You're a great guy. I thank do you. wish you the nicest guys I ever worked thank with. You. That's really. I'm one of the most talented. Thank you. Hate to lose you. Thank you. I just think well, it's a bonehead move. Well, I, I hope to work with you again in the future. I'm but Howard, I got a question for you. You know, you said that he uh, he, he says it off the air. You know, you've been very you know He's nice been about awesome. it. Yeah, I, I have to uh, pause that, guys. As you know, so <laughs> like he wraps it up in a bow. I just think it's a bonehead move. Like you can't let him go twenty seconds without shitting on it. Well, he just he's doing the same thing he did in the bro fight, where yep. he he says sorry and then right hooks him at the end. Yep. Oh, yep. listen, uh, dude, I'm sorry, but boom, another dig. Yeah. He just yeah. can't help himself but be an asshole. So this is a question for you, Sam. Do you think he's even angrier than he's letting on, and he's just this is this is like light Howard. Oh, this is light. I yeah. think that he, I don't know if he's on better behavior because Artie's new and mm-hmm. he wants Artie in the chair and mm-hmm. he's giving indication, by the way, that 
clearly Scott is talented, should have been making more, could have been making more. Part of me thinks that he's holding back because there is so much change going on in the show. Think about this. Jackie's gone. Yep. He's leaving. Artie's coming on. I think Howard's, this is actually tame for mm-hmm. what he for what he's like when he's comfortable yeah. in um in positions with the show, like when he's in a better slated position. I see. As a because, boss. Yeah, because I'm saying like as bad as this is, I seem to think that in my heart of hearts, he would really be vicious with him beyond the same way he was with Wendy Williams, but of course not when she was in the studio. Uh, I think that's what Scott would have really received if if it were possible to do on the air. Like if he could swear, he'd call Scott a cunt for leaving. I yeah, I think the profanity would have been worse. And I think uh like I said, terrestrial during this time too, two thousand one. This is a big transition time. The divorce, yep. Beth, Artie coming on, Jackie leaving, him leaving. It's a lot. So I think he's a, a little less nasty, but yeah. still a dick. He's little Tsvi lost. Oh, bad. I wrote him a note and I lied through the note. I yeah. said, I, hey, I wish notes. you the best. You know what? But I didn't lie. I said, I wish him the best and I do. He, here's the thing. The notes. I hope I, Amazing I know, Race is number one. Th- I know he thinks I'm making a stupid decision professionally. The notes were about, uh, you know, more of, of our friendship and the support that we he's have. My, he's one of my best friends. Yeah. yeah. But what? Also, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't. <laughs> okay. I, I, could you even imagine? Like, if I texted my best friend right now. And she, or say she said, I'm going to go get a different job. And I was like, well, you're going to fail at it. It's going to be a really bonehead, shitty move. But good luck. And I love you. You're my best friend. <laughs> I'm I'm not getting the mixed signal. I'm not getting mixed, mixed messages here, Sam. That sounds perfectly normal and rational from human being to another one. I'm, uh, I love you. You're my best friend. But you're going to fail and it's going to be miserable. And why'd you buy a house? That was dumb. <laughs> Howard's the little kid at the end of the movie Identity. I think you're making a, a good move. No, uh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, uh, no, no. So, so, so I think the honesty, I'm hoping the honesty was related to our relationship, but there was no, Absolutely. I know he thinks I'm making a stupid decision. Yeah, I do, but that, I wish you the best yeah. in your stupid decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid decision. Oh, dear. Was he making at least 200000 here? I don't know Silly what he makes, argument. but I would say yes. <laughs> it's cable TV, dude. Go do the research. Cable <laughs> TV. <laughs> Again, John, if you, <laughs> right on the finances <laughs> of course he's like yeah. that's his bone he's a dog yeah. and finances are john's bone yeah. um again though howard not making any sense and also not being you know it's this fake happiness yeah it's well not, he, he's he, not happy for you you we, don't hear we, genuine yeah like well wishing not at all yeah <laughs> no, I think he had a whole bunch of jobs that he's not talking about. Go ahead, you carry. No, I was just going to talk to you about some ratings when you guys are done with this. Amazing Race? Yeah, no, no, no. Friends yeah. and Survivor. What'd you get? You know what? Um, Survivor's really closing the gap on Friends, man. I know Friends was a repeat last night. A right. reality show. So right. Survivor. Yeah, but that's the... Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, so that she's just showing you the failed... The failed... Uh, the failed idea of reality TV, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That Survivor is now surpassing the sitcom Friends, where every actor is paid a million dollars an episode. What do you think TV studios are going to, or 
TD, yeah, TV stations are going to take uh, cheap reality TV shows produced for less or sitcoms where every actress and actor makes a million dollars per episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bing! They're going to take the reality TV shows because they are doing great in the ratings. They're cheap to make. And you have people like Scott Einziger where you can pay just, you know, a little bit more and you have a great product. Yeah. Why do you need to pay? This was the ushering in of why are we paying so much for all this? Yeah. And even though like they were making and also when the ratings changed, when they shifted, when all of a sudden the show wasn't getting 30 million views, um, those salaries didn't make any sense anymore. Like Frazier cast and, you know, whoever else, you know, Rose, whoever was making enough money by near the end, like shitloads of money. ER, God knows they must have been making more. What's his name? Anthony Edwards, before they killed him off, must have been making a boatload on that show. And um, Sherry Stringfield, all these people. Noah Wiley must have been making a killing near the end of ER. Jesus Christ. And you know what? That's great. You make all the money you could during that time Mm -hmm. period. But this was the beginning of the end of that. Oh yeah, and so even now, like uh, like the only people making huge salaries on sitcoms would be the reboots, like uh, the not reboots, the relaunches of uh, Roseanne. Like Laurie Metcalf's probably cashing in on that show. Like, uh, what's her name? The um, the one who plays yeah, Darlene. Jackie and Jackie and uh, yeah, no, um, Sarah Gilbert. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Goodman. They're probably making shitloads, and they deserve to. I mean, they if the stuff gets the kind of ratings that they get in in two thousand twenty. At like a 10, 10 million or 8 million viewers, that's amazing in 2021 for any show to get that. So anyway, um, so yeah, so Skyzerker's getting upward, upward mobility here and we still got the shit on him. I think Gary, though, feels bad for him and that's why he's coming in saying, look, this isn't so fucking crazy. Sorry, you want to shit on him, asshole, but I, he's a buddy and probably is friends with this Scott at that point and saying like, I don't like this. Let's, let's give him, throw him a bit of a bone here. What's a friend, Fillmore? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a friend is something you piss on. Best reality okay. show. It's a reality show. Survivor did, for the first half hour, Survivor did an 11-2, and Friends did a 13-6. But, but the Friends was a repeat. Yeah, but so was I Survivor. turned it off. So was Survivor. Yeah, but it was still more original. It was original so. footage. <laughs> I guess so, but you know, it's getting closer, and then uh, CB... So you just got, he just got looking blown away out of the water, asshole. Yeah, go ahead, what, What's true beauty? What's mom caves? I mean... <laughs> Could you imagine Sweet that tags, Pope. I, I can't even fathom. I wish Scott Einzinger would make a comeback and be like, hey, how did that take off? You were yeah. real supportive of mom caves. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, wins a night. But I hope CBS wins a night. What do you think about his move, Gary? Seriously, what do you think about Scott's move? Be honest. You know what? Scott and I have had long conversations about where he sees himself in the future. and I th- Where? I think he sees himself, you know, working in the network world. And this so do I. But where am I going to get a job? I don't do anything different than he does. This fits his. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my lord! You just stepped in it, Wig. You just fucking stepped in it. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wig. Wig is now trying to put himself in Scott's shoes as doing the same thing. And he comes in every day. Everything's ready for him. He has a driver to drive him. He has yeah. a guy to open the door. He has an intern to cut the potatoes. He has somebody <laughs> to check the sound. He has an engineer. I mean, yeah. he sits down, and all he has to do is control his eyeball movement at best. Right, and he controls volume, but that's that's and by design, he wants to control people's volumes. Okay, big shit. So you have to work a knob and not Ralph's. Um, and then you design... <laughs> 
<laughs> and you decide you're going to shit on a guy who's actually getting hired from a network you couldn't even get. Like, you, he had a CBS show. They kicked him off. <laughs> CBS yeah, they, affiliates carried the show. <laughs> then he had to go to E. They carried that bucket as long as they could. Now that I think about it, that might be another reason for the vitriol because it is CBS. He's had it in for he had it in for NBC since they fired him, and he had it in for CBS probably after they you know got rid of the show. I never thought about that. You're so right. That probably adds more uh, salt in the wound of his right. failures on TV. And, and it's doubly on NBC. Uh, AGT was NBC, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so when they got rid of when Simon decided, let's ditch the fucking wig and uh, let, let me get back and get put the ratings where they should be, that's that's another example of him now. I'm back on fucking hating NBC, and he's never going to forget that. Imagine those meetings. Um, hello, uh, can we get rid of this dancing wigged scarecrow? Thank you. <laughs> can we get uh, back to good television? <laughs> We need somebody with a part and a hairline. I can't believe, I can't believe his idea was let's bring Ben Stern on the show at AGT. That was going to draw in the teeny boppers. Yeah. So many kids know who Ben Stern is. Did you read about him in Tiger Beat? It was right next to Leif Garrett. Jesus. Work for him. Doing what? Amazing race? It's not going to last more than a year. It doesn't matter because he'll have worked on a network show and they won't blame him. So what? They won't blame him. For oh, no. His resume is going to read. No, because he didn't create that show. And you know what I mean? He didn't create yeah, that and, show. And then he's got to go create a show to get another network job. You don't just get what? a network what? job. What are you talking about? What is he talking about? You he's have to create another show to get a network job. No. Do you know how many people come in and out of networks and switch shows? They work on the Wendy Williams show or the Andy Cohen show or, yep. you know what I mean? There is so many people that have traded shows in this lifetime. The Today Show, the Tonight Show. It doesn't matter. It's just all go, interchangeable. Just go on. I'm doing it right now. Cursory thing I mean, here, Some guys. people, of course, are loyal and they'll stay on a show for the entire run of it, okay? But right. they're are so many interchangeable people, even in radio, who go on different shows. Mm -hmm. I, he's a fucking moron. So he produced Stern's show in 90, like, I guess he was there, early 90s he was there. And as he was the executive producer of the TV show up until 2001 when he left. And it's yeah from 94 to 2001. So he said 10 years, but it, I'm sure he goes back a little further. He goes into Amazing Race. He does co-executive producer for 22 episodes in whatever season that was, 2002. Then the Are You Hot, the infamous Are You Hot show, which didn't last. It was five episodes. He was a co-executive producer. Trista and Ryan's Wedding in 2003, TV miniseries, co-executive producer. The Will That was TV a big series. thing, by the way. Oh, it was, I didn't yeah. watch The Bachelor, but I remember... That was like all over morning radio and morning talk shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing. So the Starlet TV series, only four episodes, co-executive producer, 2005. The two-timer TV series, only two episodes, co-executive producer. So something that just failed. It didn't, it didn't get picked up. Big Brother After Dark. 2007 big brother was huge in any incarnation and he did 64 episodes he was an executive right. producer there i know it's a big show i never watched it 
Me neither. Uh, Kid Nation, <clears throat> 13 episodes, a co-executive producer. That was 2007. So going through 2007, Big Brother again, 48 episodes in 2008, 2009. Uh, Hollywood Girls Night, some, he was a consulting producer. Then that was 2012. Trisha's Southern Kitchen, TV series, six, six episodes, executive producer. Hideous Houses, and, uh, like a lot of these sound like shit. I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to tell you about the quality. Teen Trouble, executive producer. Up until 2013, and then a movie called This Is Happening in 2015. But again, this is, even if they were successful or not, this is just showing you the the availability in work in this type of field. So Howard's logic is completely faulty. No, yeah, and it, it basically, because I've got my brother-in-law works in 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 the film industry. He's uh he's actually got his own. He's got a couple things going on. He used to start. He started as a like a camera crew. Then he went to like a camera team, basically. Then he decided he was going to start producing, trying to get stuff made, and that's what he's doing now. But now, of course, in COVID twenty twenty, that that took a hit. But um, and then he does, you know, when they need he's he's getting consulting work as well now so he's branching out and so if you do good work and you get to make these contacts as scott did you'll never be out of work if you have a good name if you do a good job and you know what you're doing and so it's clear scott was employable well beyond 2001 and fuck it he didn't last on the amazing race it doesn't matter he went on to do his own thing yeah and a lot of it yeah so i mean look you want me to look up howard's imdb no, please. <laughs> exactly. So fuck you, Wig. But you don't have a show. I've just worked with you for eight but years. You haven't come up with a it, show. Let's see. If I have a show one day, if I've done an episode. One show, day, come up with one. Okay. Oh, it's it, gonna like come I to said, him once he it, gets to the once he gets to LA, the show will come yeah, to him. Here's the deal. No, I, it's done. He's walking in the door of a no, well, So what's he gonna do? Produce a show for Howard for no extra money that Howard's gonna what bankroll? Not happening. Right. Why Why are you giving me all your good ideas for free? Yes. That's exactly what he's saying. What he's basically, he's the bully in the hallway who didn't do his homework <laughs> the night before and is like, let me fucking cheat off of your homework before I get in this class. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. It's the network show. he's not. I... No, that's it. I've taken meetings with networks and pitched yes two shows two uh, different shows and did the two shows get on the air one got passed on one is still in play okay she's pitched two shows probably just one no one picked them up <laughs> he thinks he's gonna get out to la now people probably just one meaning howard thinks he's bullshitting and because that's what howard would do when howard says seven it's probably one when he says 10 it's probably two he's 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 basically saying he would bullshit he would bullshit oh. about how many, whatever the number was. Bullshit. Are that's the uh, <laughs> understatement. <laughs> that's the understatement of the fucking year. He just said he got offered. You guys don't know this, but he was offered fifty like game show hosts. <laughs> I love that. Meanwhile, Did you, if, he, if he could have what's taken the deal game? with no deal, guess my wig. <laughs> guess the part. Find the part. <laughs> Oh my lord! How long? How long has this been on? <laughs> True, Carrie's doing coke off of fucking like a like interns asses at the Price Is Right. Meanwhile, Howard's still stuck. <laughs> Serious? Are they real? The Beth Stern boob job story. Guess the guess guess the gap. 
<laughs> Silicone or saline? Yeah, exactly. We're gonna start picking up. And you know what? I've oh, sold shows to networks. It's tremendous, tremendous luck. Absolutely, right. the planets have to be in alignment. Alignment, and yeah. also you got to be really, really good at creating so shows. What? So what's wrong with the game plan of working in a network environment, learning the politics, because and, here's and what navigating happens. through those sharky waters? You get then, into a network a show. You're no better off when you go to a network executive and say, I worked on a major race. But I'm better off than being no. beyond a cable, just a cable, Wrong. A cable TV credit. Not at all. Okay, so now Wig's really pissed because he's denigrating the cable show that they've got. Yeah. And also he's saying, I, I sold shows. It's really, really hard. And <laughs> I want you to give me... Yeah, it takes a lot. It's really, really hard. And I want you to do all that work for me for free and give it all to me. And um, don't do it on your own. Give the me fox... all the good ideas. So you're saying bad luck tanked the Fox pilots, Howard, instead of, well, the actual content? <laughs> the only good thing out of his Fox pilots are Grandpa Al Lewis should have had his own show. <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Piscopo singing witchcraft. Oh, with, Steve, with Steve Rossi. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it's gold. TV gold. I wonder why that didn't last a decade. <laughs> guys, we're bankrolling five seasons of this right now. Unknown quantity when you're on cable. So you're one of these young guys who just got a good idea. It's now you've worked on a loser network show. They don't care that you've been the editor on Amazing Race. But Howard, it's it's, it's about new relationships with, with other people. Okay. In, Howard, let me ask you a question. Good. Have a good relationship with I, a bunch of losers. I haven't had a discussion with Tyler Scott. I never talk about money. It's yeah. CBS. But it's CBS is have a good relationship with a bunch of losers. Right. CB fucking S. It's not right. E. Right. <laughs> I I don't know how much uh, Isaacer was making at the Stern show. I guess we'll never know. Uh, although I'm sure some people like Stuttering John probably has a ledger of what people were making each year. <laughs> it's it's stained with uh, beer caps, but fine. Um, you know, he's, it, those, he's using like uh, Coors caps for uh, markers. But here's the thing. He had to have been making, once he got to Amazing Race, I'm sure he was making triple his salary easily. Seriously, this is like saying you could produce uh, the Stuttering John show or you could go produce Joe Rogan's. What would you rather do? Well, just yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it's it's light years away. And the other thing is, there's a certain amount of professionalism, as you mentioned before. And if he goes to CBS, he knows he's not going to have to fuck around. He'll get paid on time. He's not going to have to do extra shit. I mean, he will probably because you want to, you know, first impression. You want to work hard and stuff, but you want to do your job. You're not going to be asked to do extra shit off hours and not get paid for them. Like I'm sure Stern, if you were under, if you had non-union, you weren't getting paid for a lot of work you were doing. There's no such thing as overtime. I guarantee it. I'm certain. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you get a fucking box of popcorn. I don't care about money. No, no, the no, year no, it's no, all gone. No, if I know him, because can I just tell you something? No, let me make it's a point not, to him. It's not going any. When you go into a network executive's office and he says, what are you working on now? And you say, well, I did Amazing Race a year ago. They don't want to talk to you. You gotta have a job. It's what the fuck is he talking about? What Does the fuck he, is he talking about? I, has Howard ever run a network? Are you Never. aware of something that I don't know? He can't. He can't stay on a network. To run a network. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> like I the mean, truth. The truth is, once you get a gig, you often get another gig in the business, unless you're a complete shit. And that's what happened with Scott. He is not a complete shit. He did. 
get gig after gig. We just given you his credits and they're probably not even complete because IMDB is not, not flawless. Um, he, 90, I mean, <laughs> this is 79 logic, 79 yeah. IQ logic. Yeah. Doing whatever you can to shit on your fucking gig. All smoke and mirrors, yeah. my friend. So, so while I'm in it ain't the Harry race, Potter so story. While I'm in Amazing Race, my agent will be thinking about your agent is <laughs> going to forget about you. No, he's not. Okay, no, he's not. okay. Is that Jackie's okay. agent too? No, no. Okay. Here's my question, Howard. <laughs> your agent's going to forget about you, no, dude, because you don't have work. Beware, I'm working. I just he just placed me on a network show. How is he that? He placed you on a network show that's and desperate. And the network. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. This isn't the Harry Potter story. So. <laughs> What was Scott supposed to be in Gryffindor and ended up in Slytherin? What the fuck is he talking about? Or is he talking about J.K. Rowling, who made a, an amazing, popular book series and she can't write another book ever again? Oh wait, how did that? Two thousand one. Let me tell you something. How this ends up, everyone? She wrote a lot of them and made a shit ton of money and right. movies. Yes, and money Welcome. from the movies. Wink puts the dumb in Dumbledore. <laughs> Sorry. It's so true. He's jealous of Hagrid's fucking long flowing hair. Oh god. Package shows. I mean, whatever. Packaging business. Your agent packages shows as well. No, he doesn't. Short Son of the Beach is a package. Son of the Beach was my show with Tim Stack. We didn't package anything. We didn't package people into it. Tim is not a client of your agents. He is now, but not when we started so doing the show. Yeah, but you're wrong. We don't package. We don't. We didn't get any Don Buckwald clients on Son of the Beach. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> something we have, we'd have to look. <laughs> we'd have to look that one up. You just get your fake bearded girlfriends. <laughs> exactly. Package. You know, like he's one of those guys who says, "I'm going to Brad Pitt's agency because you know they make a lot of movies." No, it didn't well, they work make like movies that. Movies with Brad Pitt. Yeah, not you. <laughs> if Scott I, was making, if Scott was making as much in one year as he was going to make here in the next four years, is it still a dumb move? Yes. Okay. Is because it, you need I, a job to pitch shows. Is, if he was making four years' salary in one year, <laughs> this is a dumb move. Yes. <laughs> That's weak logic. <laughs> If he's getting a raise, is that a problem? Yes. You know. Two plus you two is five. Yes. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Stuttering John. Stuttering John when he got to LA to start on the tonight show must have been like laughing on the flight all the way back. <laughs> like he must have been like looking at Howard laughing. Just bombed. Yeah, completely good first class dude, no less. And going like fuck you, Howard. Give me another Heineken. <laughs> You've got to have a credit. Hey, you know, Artie was a network guy, and they're knocking down his door now for jobs. <laughs> Notice how silent Artie is. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Really? Where's the logic? Well, he knows he took a backwards move going on the Stern show. Like he had, yeah, he was out of work, but he, you know, in the business, you never know what happens. And he was making, if he was making 35 G's on the Norm show as a fucking bit player. You know, and then making way less of the Howard Stern show, like just to just to be on the radio and do way more hours. Fuck. I don't even know if I could wake up that early. I got to be honest with you. Oh, it's got to be brutal. Like you, you could set your schedule. I mean, if you're doing shift work, you get used to fucking up your sleep patterns and stuff. But to have to wake up like if you were going on six, which is what you used to Stern show used to be, right? Six. Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, like, okay. The travel travel you, time, wake up time, get yourself together time. Jesus, you'd be up, what, four? 
and have to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally couldn't even look at someone at that or at that time in the morning. <laughs> and then going to a satellite show where your show gets replayed all day long and insisting you got to still wake up in the morning. <laughs> it's such lunacy. It is total right. lunacy. Because the only thing you know is drive time. And you're thinking, oh, people want to hear you at drive time, morning drive. No one gives a fuck. No one gives it's, a fuck. People download our show and they listen at one in the morning. They download our show and they listen to whatever the fuck. They, you, you, you could start and stop. You're not missing a fucking word. You know what I find more uh, people say too, and I am, mm-hmm. I do this a lot, is mm-hmm. I get ready with podcasts in the morning and I go to sleep with podcasts at night. So Amazing. It's, it's the best. You don't need to be up at four in the morning. No. No they, one. Like, what, what was no that? What was one. That? What was that expression? Um, uh, you said you called it before. I forget the expression, but the program, like when there's when it's set programming. Oh, appoint, appointment television. Appointment television. Yeah. Appointment whatever podcast. I find it stupid too. Hence, by the way, guys, while we do our, uh, we just we just got into a habit of doing Sunday night um, premieres for our show. But again, once the show is out, you listen to it whenever you like. It's it's just it has to be sometime. So that's what we chose. Yeah, no, it's not appointment in the sense like we can you can listen to it whenever you want. We just like right. people on the chat at the same time and that right. it's a good communal thing. Yeah. Uh let's keep to, let's keep going on, to, on, on let's roll the ugliness. Camera, I see it's different. Okay. You know, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna convince you, so let's just let's just You'll put it to go rest. out there and you'll yes. show us. Show us. Yes. I'm gonna prove it to you. And I what? wish you the best. You're my friend. Now, is the agency a big powerful agency? Yes, very big. Uh, I'm not gonna name it. They they won't even to represent uh, Scott and Paulie Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Scott, let me ask something. What yeah. I had to stop that for a bit. So there, there is already actually being asking a good question. I forget the agency, but that's that's another thing. He's not with an agency right now at Stern Show. You know, he's got an agent. How many of those people working at the Stern Show have an agent? Almost none of that's, them, except for Don Buckwald. Like sh- right. So that's Showbiz 101. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you've got a radio uh, you've got a radio agent versus a TV and film agent. There's a huge, you're dealing with the fucking Jerry Bruckheimer show. Lord have mercy. What kind of show do you see yourself, you know, what is your, uh, you know. The, 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 What's uh, your uh, show? Yeah, you know. <laughs> what do you see yourself doing in wow. the future? Like, what kind of show? Nothing. He has no clue. The stuttering John show. <laughs> well, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> it's tuberculosis time with stuttering John Melendez. <laughs> <laughs> what show would that be? It really is like a bad DJ set where he's drunk. That's how the stutter sounds. Like, you think, you think it was, that was, you, scratch you the right. Scratching. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a wind, <laughs> a wind tunnel effect of getting scratched. Sure. It sounded like the shriek at the end of the invasion of the body snatchers that Donald Sutherland screams. <laughs> okay. Right that, uh, Seriously, listen. Well, who's that white guy who pretends to be black? Oh, Cole. Oh, Cole. Oh, Cole. <laughs> 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 Shit. I'm sorry. What? He's such an idiot. 
Is it a sitcom or a game no, show? No, I, listen, I don't do scripted shows. I do reality shows. So I, hey, can I tell you something? Yeah. you got a lot to look forward to. You know Jackie's in the best shape of his life? Yeah. Okay, there you go. I'm not a joke writer. That's not my, that's not my gig. Neither is it. It's not his gig either. Apples and oranges. You had a now shitting on Jackie, the the passive aggressiveness. It's not even a passive. It's just aggressiveness. Shitting on Jackie for leaving uh, because they wouldn't agree to his salary. Like, why would you? Why would it bother you so much? I, I do think it's funny. He goes, he's not doing that either because he wasn't. But I think Jackie's a little bit uh, not in the stern world. But I do think it's interesting that Jackie didn't really get any much. Uh, I guess writing work after the fact. Of course not. So, you know, that's a completely different animal though. What Scott's well, yeah. doing is totally separate. I mean, I that's like saying, yeah, Jackie couldn't get a job at another hospital if he's a doctor and Scott's a mechanical engineer. I mean, like right. or, you know what I'm saying? It just makes yeah. no sense. It's apples well, and mean, oranges. Well, Jackie had no talent outside of regurgitating Catskills fucking jokes from that, that none of them, which he wrote. And, um, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. He, he wrote gags. He was witty. You know, he was a lot faster on the uptake than anybody else in the studio, but, um, it doesn't translate to not even sitcom writing. You know what I mean? Like he could have probably, if he had had connections written for sitcoms, but he's too old at that point, first of all. You know what? The thing that Jackie had, which I think... Uh, nobody else really does. When he said he's symbiotic with Howard's brain, he was. Mm -hmm. That yeah. relationship for how he threw a joke at him, how Howard read it, the timing, their thought process in that yes. timing from when he threw the joke to when it was presented was yes. so flawless and seamless. That's, yeah. that's extremely exclusive. I don't know yeah. how that translates into anything else except for right. that magic. Right, and the speed at which it transpired, it seemed, you're right, it was it almost like um, you, you had no idea where it started. One thing started and the other thing ended. Uh, and then when you had Benji jokes replacing Jackie, you totally heard it because Wig was completely, uh, like, oh, it, the, unfun the unfunny fell fast and furious when Jackie was no longer around. It really, really did become more about, you know, stupid bits and, you know, just kind of shaming instead of, uh, well, whatever. At any you know rate. What, you know what it was like, Benji, when he started, it was like, when uh, cars trying to merge lanes onto the throughway and it's got its blinker on and it's just sitting there with its blinker on going slow and you're beeping the horn and you're like, fucking merge, go. <laughs> Sunday drivers. I can do it here. I can do it anywhere. Okay. And and this and this and this I'm, I don't know. If this had nothing to do with the decision of your girlfriend at all. Of course it does. <laughs> she wants to get back to L.A. Her family is there. They're not in L.A. They're in. You know who wears the pants. Because uh, I hear that's not true. <laughs> is it because you know necklaces like sell better in LA? <laughs> yeah, that business is paying off. Yep. Because God forbid we take in anyone else's personal life or cares and wants of our partners. Paying off. You know, it's a win-win for Scott. He gets a good job and gets to go where his girlfriend wants to be. Wow. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a fortune. Thank God she might have something going. Yeah. This should be close to Mark McGrath. <laughs> if, I, if I fail, she has him to go back. Not really. Do you think she would do that, Howard? What? Do you think if Scott, like, you know, honestly, like, you know, started being unemployed, do you think his girlfriend would leave? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow, talk about foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, well, Mark McGrath is doing a whole lot of nothing, and 
interesting because didn't Richie Wilson say in our interview if he ever stopped working, Beth would be out the door in a heartbeat? Oh, yes. Mm. And But this is the thing. I don't understand. This is the concept of that I, I really don't get. It, what, what does it matter if he's working or not? Like he's got all the mm -hmm. kinds of money and he's his name recognition, whatever, whatever that means anymore. Uh, is it more a matter of like, well, I don't need to be, I don't need to be bearded anymore. I can just be out. I thought it was because if he's working, he's in the public eye. So she's needed. Right. So if he stopped working, there's no need for her to still pretend. And yeah, that's, also yeah. he, uh, panics when he's not making some sort of money when something's not coming in you know he's like oh, a marble hoarder oh big time and he's making less now than he ever has i know and how do we know guys we don't we're just assuming but uh we uh we know that <laughs> we also know that when you, <laughs> when you wake up in the morning the sun usually does come up so i think <laughs> that i think that wig took such a hit in this latest contract that the Jimmy Choo shoes are going to have to be going on. What's that? What? What's that website you sell secondhand stuff on? Like when it's it's high Poshmark. Poshmark. Or, or, um, <laughs> so, I was also thinking uh, that anecdote where she jumped in with Bianca in the pool in her Manolos. Yes. Yeah. Might be. She might be jumping after cats and a lot less. <laughs> Slightly chlorine stained Jimmy Choo's <laughs> now for sale. What's all the cat hair on this shit? Absolutely. If you started to be unemployed, do you think your wife would stay with you? Okay, it's not about me. This is about Scott. No, what I'm saying, dude, you know Maya well. You really wife, so I know no, Maya very well. That with conviction that you think she. I'll swear on a stack of Bibles. If, I, if I started, right, let, me, let me present you another scenario. If you're not making money, you think Maya's going to stay with you? You're dreaming. Is there anyone in this room that thinks Maya's going to stay? She lived in a van with me a long time ago. Okay. Well, we know that didn't happen. Sorry, Scott, but. Uh, Holy projection. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, keep dreaming. Think was she told that to you. Van is code. You know what? I can tell you this. Notice she's not in a van. I've seen it a but bunch of times. What if her yeah. jewelry business blows up? She becomes. I would, I would love for that to happen. I'm tired. Somebody I'm told tired me that at Isaac's farewell party, Scott's uh, fiance mentioned Mark McGrath at least 10 times. Oh, oh please. Oh, that is so, oh, at least more than me. John knowing what the boss wants to hear. <laughs> Hi, Jared. <laughs> the, the, now, that I'm re now that I'm recalling this and hearing this, I seem to recall that Mary Delabate had something to do with Maya's jewelry. Because I remember this being brought up every now and then when they would start talking about, uh, you know, Gary does everything at the house and Mary's not doing anything. <laughs> Gary going, Gary going, well, it makes her happy you know, during this jewelry shit with Maya. It is yeah, it is interesting though that some wives, the treatment is they want them. It's, it's really all over the board with this, like in mm -hmm. the Stern universe, like some mm -hmm. wives are, they want them to work and they mock them for not working. Otherwise, it's okay for them not to work and they don't have to have any aspirations other than family life. Yep. It really is like a mixed bag of nuts for like what's appropriate and what's not in Howard's mind for what yeah, then, he's going to what he's going to yell about. And then also mocking them some mocking some of them for what they're doing as jobs. Like you get he runs it's the rainbow of of mockery. It really has no I, I can't follow the logic with it because it just mm -hmm. depends. Right. The only one that really wasn't uh, was really wasn't too mocked was Mr. X, but that's only because Robin didn't want he didn't want to be outed on the air for certain things, and he probably would have kicked Howard's ass.
Robin is a lot like Ralph in this way where you can push her just like you can push Ralph to a point on certain aspects, but mm-hmm. Howard knows better than to fuck with her hard because she will unleash some sort of unholy hell on him. And mm-hmm. he knows she's got the bodies too in the closet. Buried. Oh yes. Oh yes. And more so. So when people were asking who would you rather have like release a book ages ago, I think it was a jump the shark or something where we discussed, uh, you know, who would you rather hear, um, who would you rather? Whose book would you rather read? And we, oh no, it was, it was Machine Gun Kelly episode. And I think everybody uh-huh. said, "Oh, Bowie." Oh, I think Jason and Will, whatever. I would love if Robin could, like, t- just tell the tales and have someone else actually do the, the writing, like do the ghost writing. But I would love for the info to come from Robin. I agree. Yeah, especially with the with the Allison stuff because I'm very fascinated with all that crap. Yeah, so what That's I'm saying insane. is that, like, Scott now is an equal to Mark McGrath, but, yes. it, well, Wait he's, a he's successful. Who, who but told you she mentioned Mark? Let me tell you, five years from now, random. Gary's living a charmed life compared to you. And I'd be happy. That's right. I'm a charmed life now. You sure are. Yeah. And wait till they have kids. Oh, oh you better. Oh, God, John. <laughs> Hindsight is a bitch. Go, go ahead. Gary's living a charm life compared to you. So anyone being successful uh-huh. is on the show, off the show. He just wants nobody having a good life. No, he God, wants no. everyone miserable. Nobody enjoy your family. Nothing. Kids are the fucking devil. Yeah. Why should you enjoy your life? And he's miserable. Don't like he, he's miserable. I, I'm miserable. Why aren't you miserable? Yeah. Why aren't you miserable like me, pretending, <laughs> going to white parties in Sean John? I'll never forget that one clip. Do you remember that one clip where Howard and uh, Artie and then Gary and Robin were all talking about his, his um, what he talks about with his psychologist? And Gary said that there was a time when he would almost throw up before every meeting. Yes. And can you imagine the stress, like the amount of fucking years you take off your life living that kind of stress in the work environment as a producer or as anything, really? That's why it's so, it's it's the way he's acting. We haven't even discussed the way Scott's acting exactly how he should, like, goodbye. Like, he'll yes. call you out on a few things, like, mm-hmm. listen, yep. you wrote me this nice note, CBS, uh Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, of course I'm going to take this. He let him on a little thing, but he's acting exactly how he should. Like, peace out. Yes. Say whatever the fuck you want. I'll take it. Exactly. Exactly. Now I'm getting paid, motherfucker. (laughs) Have a good job. (laughs) Hey, I wish you luck, though, buddy. I do. I'm going to miss you a lot. I'm going to miss you, too. I hope we still, you know, hang out and stuff. Probably not. Successful, yeah. (laughs) We can be for dinner in, like, somewhere in, like, the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We'll hang out. (laughs) You live in L.A. I live here. Well, because he'll be so powerful and big, he'll be on (laughs) this coast all the time. Sure. I see Jackie a lot. (laughs) (laughs) If I left the show, you know, if I left, the first thing you would do would be, like, change your phone number. Of course. We we wouldn't hang around, right? No. I mean, you... What else is new? When they're all gone, when they're all when they're when there's no show, who do you think he keeps in touch with? Nobody, nobody. Gary really is that retard that just thinks well, we're going to keep in touch after camp, right? We're going to write <laughs> letters every week, right? Yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> I mean, what was your what name again? F- <laughs> yeah, did we have a? Did we have an arts and craft class together during summer camp? Oh, What's your name? 
Yeah. Hang around now. Yeah. At least Scott I hung around with when he worked with us. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, unemployed guys depress me. I can hang around with Scott. That's why I said. If he's successful, you'll see him. Yeah. So if you're in L.A., that is so fucking true. If he's successful, you'll see him. So if Scott is big enough or bigger than Howard, he'll make fucking time for him. C, Harvey Weinstein. C, Matt Lauer. Yes. C, uh, any one of these fucking dirtbag that dirtbags that got you know fucking me tooed or whatever. Um, yeah, go ahead. You know what, Gary is like. I just figured this out. The perfect analogy. He is that guy from Happy Gilmore who's obsessed with Shooter McGavin, and he's like, "Hey, Shooter, we're gonna go to the Red Lobster after." <laughs> he, he totally fucks up Happy's like golfing career as part yeah. of the plot. And he's like, yeah. so we're going to go get some grub at the Red Lobster, right? We're going to do that? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> I I see Gary as uh, in Bugs Bunny, there's the big bulldog and the, uh, there's the big bulldog and there's the little uh, chihuahua and uh, <laughs> Gary's the b- b- bulldog going, yeah, you and me, Rocky, we're going to be good friends, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he slaps him across. <laughs> Because Gary, yeah, anyway, but Bowie, and and to be fair, and other people have have kind of voiced this that uh, are some of our I won't say sources, but people we've been in touch with in the Stern world related to the Stern world. Like if I was making Bowie money, I might be willing to take some of the bullshit that he's gone through. But we know he wasn't really making much money. It wasn't about that. He was making money for the amount of ability he had. Yes, more than he deserved but still not enough for what kind of show they were what kind of money they were making in ratings and whatever and ad revenue and stuff. It's, it's sad. Anyway, uh, let's continue. We'll have dinner. No. Okay. What for? You're like Maya. You're not going to live with him in a van. See, this is the, this is the on the air. Howard. No, he's going to have dinner means, with Mark. Okay. Around. We'll see. Do you worry at all, Scott? <laughs> in all honesty, with that line, do you worry at all? If, if you don't happen to get a job quickly, do you worry that your, your fiance will leave it? No, I'm not worried. No, she's in love with him. I'm not worried. Where are you going to park the van so we can come over? (laughs) (laughs) Maya's a beautiful girl who expects Scott to make a living. That's my assessment. It's not a put down of Maya, but she wants a guy. See, I always felt, and this is. Oh, my God. Oh, can you project more if you tried? It's literally vomit from the exorcist. I think in our intros, I might have to get the supersized projector and uh, make it a little larger. Uh, It's insane. (laughs) Yeah. He's nuts. Yeah, I thought you wanted an earner, Howard. I thought, what are you worried about? I thought you wanted, uh, you know, you wanted a spouse that made their own living. Oh, no, I'd like them to be, uh, you know, depend on me. Which is it? Jesus. Yeah, don't you want someone who rips off dog experts and puts her face on a book? (laughs) (laughs) It's not just in my, I felt that part of the attraction of being with Scott was because he is like a successful producer. Oh, yeah. Trust me. That's exactly it. That's that's part of it. She decided to. She likes the security of having a guy working for her. I I still think she thinks he's a a successful. I I don't understand this logic. What is the problem with liking a partner, a person, but you want them to be successful in their own career? I'm sure people wouldn't like me if I was like, hey, what's up? Oh, you're really hot. Oh, you don't have a job and you don't do anything? Well, that's kind of a turnoff. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, you you like, want somebody who's doing something in their life that they enjoy, that yeah. they're successful at. That's not saying that they have to make a ton of money. That's just saying they want them to be productive. Right. 
successful producer. We'll find out in a year whether he's... Oh, oh, when he's well, we all know that... I mean, here's, here's the... It everyone who like, listens in Los like Angeles... would like me to fail and you So would, I can oh, prove it to you. You would like me to see Maya I, leave me. He would love to see him yeah, experiment. I would. Yes, I would. It's like a human... Wow. That, that, that was spontaneous sincerity. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> That was that was not like that. What came right out of his mouth, right? We we've, <laughs> we've often we've often said that the truth because people say, well, the argument would be, guys, you're taking clips of Howard. If he's full of shit, why can how can you believe anything he says? Say like, no, no, no. There are truth nuggets within the show if you hear if you listen to them with the right ears. And I'm not talking about seeing taking some Kool Aid or bullshit. No, no, no. He has tells. One of them is if he blurts shit out. Most of the time, it's what he really feels. So I have to go in this train of thought of, yeah, we're biased because we know so much and we do feel a certain way. But there's so much evidence that mounts Mm -hmm. to the logic that is the truth because he said it so fast. Mm -hmm. And everything prior to the him saying that builds up on that evidence if you were to build a case and you were to listen to this conversation up until that point and said true or false do you think he really thinks that true a hundred fucking percent right i mean there was no joke that's the whole point like there was no like he's couching it in some kind of witty repartee and oh you know like oh he's he's you know "Ah, i'm just kidding man I, i really wish you the best whatever you don't ever get the sense during this whole conversation that he's really busting his balls you get the sense that he really fucking wants him to fail and and nothing else the other guys are trying to add levity but he's not not really no no levity and also how many times do you have to wish somebody well in that tone in a conversation. Yeah, wish you, yeah, good luck. Real, good luck, buddy. Good luck. Yeah, I wish you well. Mm-hmm. Good luck. It's How like many Rickles. times? It's like Rickles, except you keep the insults going and there's no, you don't, you know, you never trail off and tell them what a wonderful person they are at the end. You just keep doing the insults. Yeah, it's Rickles on repeat. <laughs> Scott, let me tell you from the bottom of my heart, I've never liked you as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat hair. Exactly. I'm a rat. Everyone in Hollywood. The true Hollywood yeah. story. After Scott loses his job, don't hire him. No, no. And we'll see what happens. We'll you see if what? Maya stays with him. Maya might as well get a big piece of cheese and get oh. amazed. You know what? Here's your show. You put cameras on me for the next six months. Now you're. Yep. Oh, my God. Remember when Richie said, and I was shocked by this, Richie Wilson, mm-hmm. he said, we were all afraid because if we were to get another job, he would ruin it for us. He when, would when ruin. Did he say, when, when did he, he said that? it during the interview. He said, "I said, could you say anything to him about the changes and what was happening?" And he said, "We were all afraid." He said, right. "He's still a big name. He could ruin our career." And I was flabbergasted. I was taken oh. aback by that answer. And I said, "Oh, that was. Yeah. What do you no, that, mean?" That was in you the context of other people. Um, Oh, no, that was in the context of him blackballing you if you did something, if you crossed him, basically. Right, but this is yeah. the same thing. He's, look at him, he's not even thinking twice about saying shit about him on the air. Nothing. In a public space of millions of people and saying, I don't care if I fuck up any chance of you, fuck you. To, to the point of John signing the contract with The Tonight Show and then announcing it. Imagine if he knew about it, what he wouldn't stop doing to fucking ruin that job for John. 
Oh my God, that would have been so dead and buried if he right. had a whiff or an inkling. So, and if you think that Cedric John, as a bunch of a fucking alcoholic waste case, dirtbag, shithead, scumbag that he is, wasn't taking notes during this for future reference, you're you've got another thing coming. He might now have wet brain after so many years of just fucking case after case, two fours of you know <laughs> shit beer. But in you know twenty years ago. Christ almighty, like you wouldn't, uh, I would be, <laughs> his ledger this, must be the size of the Manhattan phone book in terms of slights and shit. The smartest thing he ever did was how mm-hmm. he transitioned to the Tonight Show. I will 100%. give him a thousand percent credit for that. Thank Absolutely. God. Because Whatever they went... fucking functionality he had, he saved it to get a better job. Oh, and much better, yes, and to get out of that fucking slime pit. But the thing was, it was funny. He 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 almost did the uh, the acting thing. Like, uh, you turned down the initial uh, co- correspondence job to work for the Tonight Show, which would have been way less money, I'm sure, or like even part time money. But I mean, you know, network money, but not as much as a full time gig. And then they came back at him like, "What? What about an announcing job?" Which is going to be like shitloads more money. That's the way to play it. You say no to some of these agents. They all of a sudden they're like, oh, oh, Jesus. You know, we, he, he says no. Nobody says no in this town. We, we got to get him. <laughs> yeah. We have to get the guy who can't say Pamela. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Mm. good choice <laughs> I love when they would mock at him the music of Stained <laughs> it was, it was... Hey, fuck it I think it, for us for the audience it was a win win Howard's pissed John got one over on you he got money and we got to listen to this it was the best I mean honestly Scott. for the audience there's no better solution Scott give me a band <laughs> Steely Dan. God, I love that. We got we got Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> we all know Howard. I mean, and Scott, I'm sure you could agree with me, but like off the air, Amazing Race is it's not going to last a long time. I hope you, you know, know that. that. How do you know that? Because oh, it's fourth on, in the ratings. Going to make it a good yeah. show. I mean, it didn't even do well. <laughs> I knew there's someone laughing at. <laughs> he's so he's so hung up on that fourth in the rating shit. <laughs> It was totally the guy, the only person running a two-person 100-meter dash and wins it and goes, I beat them all. I beat them all. <laughs> I mean him. <laughs> like this time around, and this is when the reality shows are hot. They care about the demo, and it, and it attracts a younger demo for CBS, which is important. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, Scott, I want to say something sincere. Yeah. Ah, forget it. Uh, no, no, yeah, you're my uh, good friend. Same here. And uh, it was a pleasure working with you. I know this is your last day. I wish you the best of luck. Appreciate that. Uh, I think while I've voiced my concerns about your career, it's only out of friendship that I say it. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> we all do this to our friends, don't we? Don't we? Man, I just got a job with this as a CEO. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, you for being <laughs> Do you want to make friendship bracelets after the show? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to give you a necklace. It's a broken heart. You can take one piece and I'll take the other. BFF. Do you think Howard has like a dagger and a locket with him and Scott Einziger? <laughs> like he's creeping like a little <laughs> voodoo pin in Scott's eyes. In the oh locket. 
<laughs> oh Jesus! I made it. That's another Photoshop, guys. Besides the laughter, this is just the personification of insincerity. If anyone <laughs> wants to know what this is, sounds like, I tell you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> yeah, this is like a toast you give at a wedding when you know the bride and the groom are not going to work out. <laughs> This Howard going to the wedding going, there's a lot of people planted around to look like they enjoy themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds you know what for any O and A fan out there, Kumi always talks about how he knew his wedding wasn't gonna work out from the second he married her. And he said he laid his head down that night drunk and was like, What did I do? <laughs> and I was And I'm thinking, whoever gave toast at his wedding probably did something along these lines <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish you all the happiness a year tops <laughs> your thoughts no <laughs> it was rickles went on the tonight show and ed mcmahon just got married he goes and he goes ed i'm running out of gifts <laughs> <laughs> god bless you tom <laughs> i just got my signed my autographed don rickles poster and picture eight by ten in the mail recently and it's my ch truly cherished possession fucker i just wish i'd gone to a show and dennis demarco <coughs> excuse oh, me dennis i love DeMar what he posts dennis demarco went to see him actually and uh i, I think he said i think he did say he went to see him but it was later in his career god i would have loved in his prime to just be savaged by rickles anyway let's continue here's a song <laughs> <You're sure right>. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know what? It's great for Maya to move to the West Coast. There's a whole bunch of new people who don't know she dated Mark McGrath. <laughs> We've all heard this story nine million times. You know what? I wasn't in on that joke. Is that is that what happened? Uh, yeah. She dated Mark McGrath. Uh, yeah. Well, wait, wait till she gets party, to know you. She'll tell you party. everything. Uh, you're late to the party. This is how the story starts. I'm going to tell you something, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> That's pretty much how he uh, he promos everything these days. Uh, Robin, I got a big announcement. I got a big announcement. I, I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's a big barrel of nothing headed your way, guys, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's a scratch off and you don't win. <laughs> so, you know, you, you get served at like a fancy restaurant and, you know, and they have those metal trays that cover, they cover the plate and yeah. then they unearth and there's like nothing there, but it's a huge plate when it gets to your table. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ariel and the Little Mermaid and the chef <laughs> opens the plate, but Sebastian's just crawling around. It's nothing's there. He's not there. He's hiding under the lettuce. <laughs> you get God. nothing. I'm going to have to up my Little Mermaid chops. Because Scott gets upset. No, no, no. I hope they don't play any Mark McGrath songs at this party tonight because I don't want Scott to be upset. She can't, she can't. And, then, and then, of course, everyone goes, well, why would he be upset? And go, oh, I, I well, dated I used Mark. To have, I, I used to bang him. Right. All, all I know is, Artie, I had a party at my house in the summer. A Mark yeah. McGrath song came on. She turned it off. And Robin Quiver somehow got wind that one of my neighbors, who doesn't even know who anybody is, goes, hey, is that girl over there? She used to date Mark McGrath. I once got into... Uh, Anyway, this I, they, it degenerates into this, guys, of course, because what else is the show? But you're going to say something. Hollywood's a cesspool of fucking everyone. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if, you, if you're going with this logic, how many people have fucked Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt? You know what I mean? That it, it makes absolutely no sense. So she had right. a relationship with Mark McGrath. Okay. Right. Right, so like, like, is Howard really upset that he got sloppy thousandths with, uh, with, with, with Beth? I mean, come on. Yeah, didn't she say in the interview with Benji she dated 
<laughs> a ton of guys had sex with a ton of guys or and earlier i think in and another like, one but she I'm, was, not I'm not a slut <laughs> right i've dated rich okay. guys i've dated poor guys rich guys <laughs> so and it it, like howard goes she's dated list. billionaires with more money than me do you think that makes her sound more appealing stupid or less appealing wait i'll hold on your answer Wow, she's a real Laura Ingalls. Fuck. Oh my God, she's Mary. <laughs> After the blind. Oh, Jesus Christ. A conversation with your Maya about Mark McGrath's penis size. What'd she what? say? <laughs> I swear. It's got you with it. Oh, oh my God. That laugh of his. John is I would kill my wife if she started talking about her ex boyfriend's penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, would take notes. Go, go ahead. How was the night with Rebecca Romaine and John Stamos? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was that line I already said? If there's anybody in that foursome <laughs> getting beer, it's Howard. While John Stamos says Beth and, <laughs> Beth and Rebecca bent over. <laughs> the best part about that line is everyone could exactly picture that happening. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's why I threw, I threw the uh, John Stamos in the uh, Photoshop for this one, guys. It was kind of necessary. That fucking Zulu is totally going on the beer run. Yeah, I think so. Especially if you happen uh, to yeah. be a rock. Was it complimentary or not? It was complimentary, Scott. I uh, apparently is 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 hung a lot, you know, you know better. Yeah, you're better. Yeah, she said rock her. That's regular size. <laughs> yeah, Scott doesn't hurt. Oh, although I, I think he was better at oral though. <laughs> well, we're running out of time, and I, I wish you the best. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I. Wouldn't this be a great time, Howard, to do your PSA about how pussy can give you throat cancer? <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me. <laughs> Gilbert goes, I would gladly get syphilis to eat, you know, so-and-so's pussy. <laughs> I, would, I would gladly get AIDS <laughs> if I could eat Catherine Zeta-Jones' pussy. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a pervert. <laughs> Uh, we'll miss you. Very much. I'm going to miss you a lot. You're a great guy. Robin, I miss you. I'll miss you too. I love Scott Einberg. I am going to miss Scott. I mean, he's, he's like New York's, a fun guy. He's with, a fun you know guy. I, mean? I love personally hanging out with Scott. He's one of my best friends. Yeah. New York's lost. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Here he comes, everyone. Better Thank get you. that party started. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Nobody knows what love or friendship is. Not a chance. No, nothing. This is your farewell, Scott. <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the way don't hit you on the ass on the way out the door by the way love, TV shows love, up friendship. love exactly here's your guy <laughs> he's coming just like Steve Grillo left to go to LA <laughs> yeah an unpaid fucking intern and barely got slave wages when he did leave left the show like this, this is a real comparison a fucking intern as opposed to one of your fucking producers that you couldn't pay enough to stay on the show. Because let's be honest, if, if um, what's his name, Weinziger was getting paid more bank or the same amount of money he would have got at The Amazing Race, he never would have left. No, nobody leaves something they enjoy and are comfortable with and are good at. Bingo. If, if they don't have to. No. But or if, if you're you, going to you, make you more money options. and you get to go to sunny California to do it, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> as opposed to living in, so I don't long, know. So long, farewell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> Were you singing the uh, Sound of Music? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know which part were you singing. For free, were you singing Friedrich or Liesl? <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> you know, don't, don't you have to do the news? You don't you have to race Jackie to the unemployment line? <laughs> hey, Howard, do you know they're uh, <laughs> roasting Scott at E today? Are they really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, uh, this is the issue now. Jesus. So that was the remix for the E show. They're going to remix Scott's Farewell on E today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a scratch. Oh my goodness. I might show up for that. And it's time for the news. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also very late in the show, so let Robin do some news. You know, one of the things that happens when a person dies, Scott, you don't have anything to sell, but George Harrison <laughs> did. And they already say that over in Liverpool at the uh, beach. <laughs> This is the equivalent of pissing and shitting and kick using someone's corpse as a fucking football. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer treated dead people better. <laughs> he at least consumed them. At least he got nourishment. <laughs> the irony is so not lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bill to treated the chicks. He skinned better than this. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Scott Norwood got better treatment in Buffalo. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Beatles store, the Beatles shop in Liverpool. People have been coming in, and uh, there's been a brisk business selling Harrison and Beatles music and collectibles today. Number thirteen. Really brisk business. Hey, you know who could sell that stuff? Stephen Bailey. <laughs> Maya. <laughs> uh, okay, who is this? Stephen Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> You never ever leave any part of the fucking dead buffalo alone. You're gonna <laughs> pretty your soon. Best friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Imagine someone came in there and and just kind of ripped him and Beth apart, or him and Allison apart, and just destroyed everything about them. He'd be in the fetal position for twenty days, and then they'd have to put an IV drip in him with almond milk. <laughs> oh my god! Let's just play her Letterman appearance for the first time. Please. Exactly. God, I don't know that the, I don't know, but we do the video. I don't know that the screen can capture the hand, the jazz hands quite well enough uh, for people to fucking keep their jazz kites picturing <laughs> as plain hands. Jesus, those myths. <laughs> There's an SCTV sketch. I'm going to bring it up where uh, Dave Thomas plays Michael Caine in, in a movie called My Bloody Hand. And it's just him with this <laughs> huge black man's hand. <laughs> and it's huge. It's massive. <laughs> it's still not bigger than Beth's. Uh, I'll try to get a video of it. You know what it's like? It's like that uh, the perception of like, honey, I shrunk the kids, and you're the small people. <laughs> and they're like running around on the kitchen counter. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh my God. And just comes in shot. Yeah. You're going to talk about business. We've already had people coming in asking for, for George albums who I've never seen until today. Yes, um, it, it will happen. Weirdos who like collect stuff when someone dies. Yeah. 
I don't get it. I think it's because it helps you remember somebody. I've never, I, I think everybody thinks it's going to be worth something at some point. That's right. why they run and, and buy it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Of course, the war in Af- Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Isn't this the asshole who saved everything to think he was going to run a museum about himself? <laughs> he's got his own rock and he's got his own hard rock cafe in his basement. Afghanistan <laughs> continues. They're uh, bombing the last Taliban stronghold, but uh, Mullah Omar has uh, exhorted everyone that this is their opportunity. To- I think this might be the end of it. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Good news, guys. That war Robin's talking about, we're still in it. <laughs> <laughs> After 20 fucking years. So just just letting everyone know that that hasn't gone away. FYI. Uh, become martyrs. Wow. So, uh, Sounds great. They don't sound like they're giving up. Yeah. There's a job Scott Einsgur could get. Martyr. <laughs> uh, after job a, openings. Martyr. After Amazing Race, he became a martyr. <laughs> So uh, okay. they look like they're going to go down. I was correct, guys. I left it that length for a, a reason. I don't generally fuck up those clips, and I guess that's why I left it that long. Because there had to be another Scott put down somewhere in the news. We had to we had to reference the Taliban and tie it in with Scott somehow. Robin, what next? Hitler's remains have been unearthed. Uh, yeah, you know who else killed Jews? Scott Einziger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to find a way to crowbar him into any negative story now. Anyway, so oh, that's... The toilets are blew up. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, apparently Scott was behind the controls. <laughs> he was filming the whole thing. It's his fault. <laughs> oh, geez. Guys, guess what you've heard about Jonestown? Guess who supplied the Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> Bianca fell in the pool. Scott was supposed to be looking after her. <laughs> Oh, God. John so, Lennon died. <laughs> you've heard of Scotch David Chapman Einziger, haven't you? <laughs> he was going to autograph my uh, copy of uh, 50 Ways to Rank Your Mother. But, uh, you know, I just you know, he was driving in, in a convertible with no top on in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we're, we um, I'm not sure exactly when this one is going to come out. <laughs> But uh, it'll come out when Howard does, I suppose. But um, we, uh, we're we going to make a series of these because there's at least two or three more. And a couple of them can be condensed because they're, well, some are shorter than others. The, the Stuttering John one alone is is, a, is an, a bit of an epic. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get to it. I'll have to get my turntables. <laughs> <laughs> you like Carl Cox. Um, I think, guys, thank you so much for, by the way, for listening to the show. Thank you for a wonderful uh, 2020. We only started in the beginning of February, but uh, the month of December, something like 7,000 downloads on Podbean alone. And um, and that's not counting the YouTube channel, which, by the way, is the second channel. The first channel got nuked, and there were, I, I can't even tell you how many thousands of, of hits that one got before it was... Um, before it was unceremoniously dumped. But uh, thank you so much for supporting us through the year. All the new Patreon supporters as well, uh, God bless you. If it's As I said before, guys, even if it's a buck a month, it all helps. So if anybody wants to uh, throw in the guitar case, um, little, little coins, whatever you got, wonderful. It all goes towards the show and to getting us uh, some bacon and cheese, pepperonis, uh, <laughs> like from Domino's once in a while. So um, we thank you 
you for your support. Uh, God bless you all. We hope everybody's safe and happy and makes the best of 2021. Yeah, I I really, on a serious note, and though that rarely happens, <laughs> um, I do I do want to thank all of you for all the sweet, kind comments when you guys say that you know 2020 was awful, but at least we had this. It's mm. the same for us. We didn't know 2020 when we started this was going to be some global pandemic and just bullshit. I mean, no. seriously, no idea when we started this, 2020 was going to go so crazy. So I'm really grateful for all of you for listening and for participating in all of it. It mm. makes my life so much more fun and hilarious. And I yeah. love you guys. I do. Yeah. And on behalf of Raven, uh, Carrie, Wayne, um, Der- uh, Derek, um, Sean, when he's able to uh, uh, be on Radio Karate, which we're going to have another episode of that pretty soon. Our guys. God and God bless Bob D. Bob he, D. You is- know what? Fuck Fauci. Bob D. He's my man for the year. <laughs> Bob D. And like like everybody that contributes, we have and we have a load of people um, suggesting uh, shows. On Podbean as well, certain things directing us to clips that we might never have uh, stumbled across. And um, <coughs> we appreciate all the help and all the comments, guys. So please um, uh, join in uh, weekly on our uh, live chat premieres on Sunday nights, Eastern Standard Time, uh, usually 8 p.m. and Sunday evenings. Uh, anytime we got things like this, um, this is a little longer one. This will be a Sunday night show for sure. Um, but the mini sods, we're still going to be doing those as well. And we'll do a letter mailbag thing as well. So uh, yeah, lots of stuff coming at you. So keep suggesting in the comments. We like the suggestions. We might take them. We might, you know, put them on the shelf. Yep. But we love them. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> there's so much, there was, there's vast, now that <laughs> Howard signed for five more fucking years, there's going to be no shortage of breakdowns, and I, I hope it doesn't <laughs> turn us into nuts, uh, nuttier than we already are. So uh, I, I hope everybody stays safe and healthy, and uh, we'll try our best to make you guys feel happy wherever you are. So thank you. We love you. Bye, guys. Take care, guys. So many of these people, almost all of them that we see, are so poor and they are so black. And this is going to raise lots of questions for people who are watching the story. So black. If they had been less black. (laughs) You know what? Halle Berry. Causes many problems. Halle Berry would have survived. Why couldn't we have a, a town full of Halle Berry? Look at our goddamn.